right? Looks like that's good. Looks like that's a go. Let me pull it there. Yep. Let me make sure that's not. Here we go. Yes. There we go. Okay. Twitter. It's working. I think we are good. Uh, we're, very off, good. we're off to a chaotic start. <laughs> hey, it wasn't as bad as last time, so I'll take that as a win. As bad? <laughs> hey, last time we were 15 minutes late. We were bad. two. <laughs> we'll True. take the two over the 15. Oh, yeah. And technically, we're not late. We're live on time. True. We are fine. But the, the prep. Like, I had technical difficulties on my end. Yeah. Freaking link wouldn't work, and I was getting pissed. <laughs> I yeah, luckily, I saved Alex's phone. <laughs> I had yep. dog issues on my end. The second I sit down with my snack to go live, he starts having zoomies. So, to help him chill out, because it's, you know, 8 o'clock at night, and make sure he didn't bother us, I had to put him on his leash. Oh, yeah, because that calms him down. Okay, let's actually get into this episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Films and Fandoms with Kaylee. So, I am once again joined by Alex and Cameron. Hi. And today we are going to be talking Leverage, Season 1, Episode 9, The Snow Job. Not the Stork Job, The Snow Job. <laughs> I made that mistake on the TikTok. I was. And I called her out on it. I was like, uh, Kate, you might want to check what you wrote. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, oh, freaking great. Like, I went back and was like, crap. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm reposting that. Retweeting the stream. So, right, sorry, quick, little, <laughs> quick little sidebar before we get, like, dive into the shenanigans of this episode cam guess okay. what happened to me on instagram i sent it to kaylee uh the actor from walker independence matt barr yeah. answered oh, my oh. question he answered my question and i about threw my phone <laughs> i was okay. really so bad it was embarrassing you would have laughed any of us fangirling over literally anything is embarrassing. Okay, I quoted the tweet, so you're gonna be mad. Why? <laughs> what the fuck did you do? <laughs> you okay, I'm, I'm checking Twitter. Son of a bitch. <laughs> You tagged me in it. I hate you. Why? Why not? I, I, I hate you. <laughs> I had to. You know he has a long-standing invitation. So we want him watching our shenanigans and sharing them on Twitter 
for <laughs> other people like Christian to see. <laughs> Do we really want Christian to see how insane we get about him and his character? <laughs> <coughs> kind of late now. No. But no. Sorry. He already, he already thinks that we're insane. I don't need to add more gasoline to that fire. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, Alex, if we're going to go out, we might as well go out with a bag. Alright. Alright. Sorry <laughs> about that, that sidebar. Let's continue on, show. Uh, Alright, so we're going to be talking leverage. Season 1, episode 9, The Snow Job. Lindy, I'm just opening my snacks. <laughs> and the a bit of a summary for this episode. Was the team's latest job has them taken on a contracted company run by a corrupt father and his sons who stole the house of a National Guardsman. Things take a turn when Nate's downward spiral due to the nature of the job causes him to complicate the con putting not only the job at risk, but the team as well, and he risks breaking the already uneasy team apart for good. I forgot how broken the team was in the first season. Yeah. Well, they were trying, yeah. to, they were trying to figure out how to be a team. Yeah, because they're like, all solo acts, and... What, what are you drinking there? Cold. What are you drinking there, babe? Applesauce. <laughs> I was too lazy to get a spoon. <laughs> God, my spoons are right next to my fridge. <laughs> uh, all right, but yes, going back, this is definitely the episode where it's more obvious that these guys used to be loners. Like they were solo acts. It's been that's said right off the bat at the at the very first episode. These guys are loners. They don't work well together. Yeah. They don't want to work together because as it like goes against their nature as soloists. Okay, they like working bring, together and they're good okay, to, at working together. Yeah. To bring up, uh, I don't know why, but this popped into my head right fucking now, but <laughs> they're all lone wolves. They, they've never been part of a group. <laughs> Pack, get it right. I had, you, I had you. I had you. I had you. I had you. I'm sorry. It, it popped into my head. I'm sorry. No, uh, uh, that is such a good song, though. I know. Christian, oh. release the damn full song, please. Dean Devlin told oh, Christian to release the full version okay. of the song. Christian, yes. ignore us. Sorry. Ignore crazy, but we want the damn song, please. Ooh. I forgot, sorry, I forgot to do my intro bit. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I forgot to do my intro bit. I did got into the episode, but I forgot to save my intro bit. So, first, thank you to our parent company, navgo.org. Our electrical consultants, westpasystems.com. You can support the podcast on Ko-Fi at Films and Fandoms. So, yeah, if you want to buy a coffee, support the podcast, yeah. Okay. Babe, remind me to write you a script for this stuff. Like I would follow it. <laughs> well, one of us better. 
<laughs> considering that you want to be an actress, you better follow the damn script. I do. Just don't follow a damn script, babe. Yeah, I went there. Don't give me that look. And you forget, I used to write music at the age of like eight. I do know how to write. Cam, she gave me the look. <laughs> I did not. Did you? Both of you, behave. Make me. Yes, babe. Alex, knock it off. Well, so me. help me God. Jesus Christ. Okay. Shall we continue on? We all wonder why I'm yelling into the group. Damn it. <laughs> Alex, you good? Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> okay. So, the director for this episode is Tony Bill, and the writers for this episode are John Rogers, Chris Downey, and Albert Kim. And I want to say Albert did, well, I think he did, he actually did the stork job. He wrote that episode too, I believe. Yep, this episode aired on January 27th, 2009. And this is actually the fifth episode on the DVD. Which kind of makes sense as like the halfway point. So like the team's like, yes, they work as a unit, but they're still... Trying to figure out how to be a unit, which is understandable. Yeah, which honestly, it still kind of works for... Um, the ninth episode because we get the start of this downward spiral that Nate is on. But I will say they uh, it's they have a functional dysfunction at this point. <laughs> yeah, partially due to freaking Nate. True. No, who was the inspiration for this outfit that I'm wearing, actually. <laughs> you can guess who I'm dressed as. Elliot. What's not? Yep, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't give a crap enough to dress up. I did, but, like, I don't have anything. <laughs> okay. well, it's, it's all good. This is our thing. It's our thing, okay? It is kind of so. our thing. Okay. So... We open, let's actually get into this episode. So we open with our client, Wayne Scott, arguing with the cop over the fact that the contractors did shoddy work on his house. And then stole his house. Yes, because now the house is foreclosed. And yeah, and keep in mind, this guy's wife and young son are there too. And he finds out that the contractors, uh, the Retzings, bought the house from the bank. So now they own the house. And so Henry Retzing, who's kind of like the papa bear, he is the face of the company and the 
father. He's played by Sam Anderson, who, <laughs> Alex, do you know who Sam Anderson played on Angel? I do, but I don't want to say it, so I'm going to start laughing. We're going to bring that show up now, damn it. Oh, it's a little bit of a Buffyverse reunion this episode because True. not only do we get Sam Anderson, who played the boss. Played, I, don't know, okay. I don't know what his okay. title was, but he's yeah, the boss okay. of the law firm. Yeah, he's the, law the head firm, of Wolf. From of Wolf yeah. Um, he played uh, like the head like demon that Lindsay, aka freaking CK, uh, worked for when yeah played his boss because Christian Kane and he was the one that chopped off his hand and gave him the evil oh, hand. Oh, that's the whole evil hand thing. Yeah, it's an evil hand issue. <laughs> I got up to like season two, episode two, or whatever. Then I realized that, but it was just it was boring. Yeah, it's the it's the episode it was dead end. It's so bad. It's Not even Christian yeah. could save it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the man, but not even he could say that. Yeah, it's the it's the episode dead end, and he makes the Christian makes a joke in one of like one of uh, the interviews. He's like, "Yeah, I still have I still have evil hand issues. <laughs> so when I throw it, it's trying to leave my body. <laughs> the freaking like yeah. fake bloody stump was disgusting though. But oh yeah, because yeah. I remember he got his like hand chopped. His hand chopped off by freaking David Bor David Boreanaz. Boreanaz. Fucking angel! By angel. Oh, Lindsay pissed me sword. off. Lindsay pissed me off. The, the evil lawyer. <laughs> Fucking evil lawyer. Evil lawyer man. I need yeah, to watch but, this show again. But also, but yeah, um, when I found that when I found that tidbit out, I uh, legit squealed. Yeah. Also, um. Was it Danny Strong, the actor's name? Yes. Was on Buffy. Yep. So it's a bit of a Buffy vs. Angel reunion, this episode. A little bit, yeah. And I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But, yeah, the fact that there's a there was a reference to Sam Anderson um, yeah. in this, I caught on to it. The second time I watched it, I was like, wait a gosh dang minute. Holy shit. <laughs> I I used to watch the the Buffy universe um when I, I was tried going I, I tried I tried watching I tried watching Angel for Christian Kane so I could understand the references and honestly get to the one episode where he sings LA song cuz I love that song. Yeah. It's really like it's a but it gruesomer version of like the vampire story. Basically, it's a yeah. it's a gruesomer version of it. Yeah, I but, just every time I like go to watch it, I'd find myself doing something else as I was like watching it. And I I've seen it before, but rewatching re it because of you, like watching it with you, it's freaking weird because <laughs> you like get sidetracked. And I'm like because if I'm like one... immersed into it. Okay, if I'm being honest. No, no, it was just the sucked. show boring. The writing <laughs> so, it was sucked. just boring, but also like the whole like the one episode where they had the guy you could like detach limbs. Yeah. With the whole but hand for, thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, but for me, it was just the pacing. It would go. That honestly really put me pace. off because I was, was like, slow. "That was fucking gross," and I'm not going to go into what exactly happened. Yeah, don't because do it's it's. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Just it was gross, oh. and I would need to add I a had, trigger I, warning if I was going to talk about it. So I'm not. Yeah, but I just honestly, but and also but I hate fact, Josh Whedon. He sucks. He sucks because he screwed over CK. Well, that and what he did to fucking Natasha in Age of Ultron, I will forever be pissed about that. He can go burn in a vat of acid for all I care. <laughs> you're, I'm I'm sorry, my Elliot just came out. I'm sorry. Your your reactions to people you don't like is it? It's insanely funny. Well, because, like, in Avengers of Ultron, there's that whole dialogue between, like, Bruce and Natasha, and Natasha basically says how she's a monster because, like, she can't have kids because the Red Room forcibly sterilized her, which is fucking disgusting, for one, because as an infertile person who will never be able to carry kids, that's just... No. So yeah, the fact that, that that's actually historically accurate, they would do that. And I'm not even going to get into the freaking red room. Because but, but yeah, again, that, I would need to add a trigger warning. But yeah, the fact that they uh, they did that, uh, historically they did that, is sickening. Mm-hmm. It's historically accurate and we need to learn from our history to avoid it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And there's, I'm sure there's multiple sources you can look up if you want to learn more about that. But like, yeah, that was just left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. That's why the Nuremberg, the the thing called the Nuremberg Code exists because of what the fucking Nazis did. And once again, you can Google it because if I yeah. talk about it, I would need to add a trigger warning. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I thought this was going to be a funny episode. It will be eventually. <laughs> but now we're just talking. <laughs> okay, let's carry on. <clears throat> so, basically, we meet Henry Redsing, who's like the head of this company, and we meet his two sons, Randy and Dennis, who, and um, Wayne hunches henry rightfully so i, I would have done the same damn thing he was a dick yes as soon and as i causes saw Wayne him to get arrested yeah as soon as i saw him come on screen and start mouthing off i'm like i immediately <laughs> like can i hit him and he said it's like no it's like but but please it's like fine <laughs> Anytime I see somebody I don't like, I'm like, I can't wait for Elliot to hit this guy. <laughs> I know, that's what I was like. That's what I was constantly like, oh, uh, please tell me Elliot time. gets to beat uh, his ass. Oh, it, it was from my fucking favorite episode, the studio job. I can't wait to get to that episode. No. <laughs> and yeah, when, actually, all right, yeah. All right. 
Okay. Yeah, there's so, certain there's certain bad people that come on the show that I just want to run over with a truck. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So continuing on. So we have now the client meeting, which is basically just Nate meeting with Wayne in the I think it's like one of the jail in the jail. Yeah, he's like in jail because the contractor like press charges or whatever. Yeah, obviously, of yeah. course he would. Because he wrote, he wrote to screw the family over anyway he could. Yeah. Yeah, in like the visitation areas of the yeah, jail, yeah. basically. Yeah. Bitch. Don't know how Nate got his way in, but he's he probably smooth talked his way in. And hard to sit. Those two could do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I sure. mean, it would make sense That's for Hardison to like, create, I mean, like, I mean, a... look at what they did when Nate was in prison. True. Well, later, you, yeah. You're telling me this is a stretch? True. No, I'm not saying this is stretch. I didn't know how, but it would make sense that, like, Hardison would create Nate, like, a lawyer alias under the guise of, like, meeting a client. Yeah. So, anyways... Wayne starts explaining how all this happened and he had like his his unit had gotten called up after Katrina and he didn't have enough time to fix his house so he hired Retzing and Sons to do it but Wayne couldn't afford him so he took out an equity loan to cover the costs and he couldn't make the payments and the lost house value the house lost value because Henry didn't do the job right and he also reveals that like this was his first home and it was and he says like he took my little boys home which and that that, that right oh, there kind of broke me yeah and it like that that when he said that i could see it on nate's face that that kind of mm-hmm. oh yeah to the heart mm-hmm. a little bit yeah so but then Wayne asks Nate if he has any kids. And Nate says he did. And Wayne immediately that, picks up on the subtext. That hurt. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. But Wayne immediately, immediately picks went. up. Yeah, because yeah, he picks up on the subtext and it's like, I'm sorry. Like, whatever happened, I know you did everything you could. That's what gets me. You work hard. You play by the rules, but when you really need help, or when you need help, really need help, they'll let you hang. They'll let you hang, and it's your kid that pays the price. That literally describes what happened to Nate's kid perfectly. Exactly. Exactly. Because then we get we get a quick flashback to Nate's son dying. But it's like I think it's like chopped up in segments, so it's like him like running in screaming him pushing the doctor away and then him hugging his son screaming yeah which shows like how upset he was but nate says we all pay the price so immediately you know ah fuck nate's gonna take this personally Looking back on every episode of Leverage, it's it's got that tiny bit of personal 
for one member of the team or another. Yep, in this exactly. case. In yeah, this, well, this case, case it's it, Nate. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> everyone's in the conference room waiting on Nate, like wondering where the hell he is because he's not there. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Which hers, yeah. Dramatic Hi. motherfucker. Hi, Alpha Zero. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. And they discuss Parker eating fortune cookies for breakfast. <laughs> so that was funny. I've yes. done that. You be Alex. I Look, it's food. It's sugar. It's food. Hey, I've had ice cream for breakfast, so... Same! What's the big deal? <laughs> Interesting to know, Alpha Zero. Finish. Okay, so... Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the comments. Yeah, don't get distracted by the comments. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, ooh, shiny. My, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> ooh, shiny. <laughs> That's an eye. We're just talking about leverage. <laughs> Wait, by finish? Babe, stay focused. Sorry. Well, I'm curious if, like, by finish, do you mean, like, are you watching from Finland? Because I'm, like, general. I'm just curious about how far this is reaching, because if we're going international, that's going to be, like... <laughs> Dude, if, if we're going international, I think we're kind of screwed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm actually scared now. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Continuing on. So, yeah, like, Sophie looks so tired. And you can tell, like, her coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Like, she has her cup it, in hand, but it's, like, not working at all. Well, okay, she's got... <laughs> She's got the to uh, bring about the family dynamic that we know is kind of changing mm -hmm. a little bit at this point. She's like the tired mom who has three young kids under the age of five who don't sleep. <laughs> you say single mom who works two jobs and loves her kids and never stops. <laughs> uh, no! No! <laughs> you said that and I had to. <laughs> you beat me by one second. <laughs> oh, so continuing on so then nate walks in freaking coffee cup in hand dark sunglasses on hungover as all hell it's very evident that he is very <laughs> it's evident by the way he's walking yes. <laughs> and the sunglasses <laughs> yeah to quote oh. Dean Winchester, the only people who wear glasses inside are blind people and douchebags. We know which one applies to Nate. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm sure if Ellie hit him hard enough, he'd go blind. <laughs> you you know what? After Why this, you know what? After this episode, Elliot deserved to. He did. He really did. He, Nate, Nate yeah. needed a good 
good old smack upside the head this episode. He needed he needed a Gibbs love cap. No, yeah, he needed he needed knock him over. He needed yeah, so Nate sits down, is immediately in asshole mode, and is like, hey, like, like, no, no chatter, just get on with the briefing. Okay, but when isn't there chatter in the team? Jesus. Yeah, because they usually are talking before the briefing starts or something along those lines. Or like, having full ass yeah. conversations. I, yeah. like, yeah, I immediately, when he, after he said that, I had to pause it. I was like, Excuse you, Nathan. One, it's a fucking free country, and two, it's a fucking free country. I can talk if I want to. <laughs> True. And the only reason he's telling them to be quiet is because he's hungover. <laughs> Which is his doing, so baby. he has to deal with the fucking Yeah. Fuck it up. This is... He fucked around, so now he's gonna find <laughs> out. <laughs> As the saying goes... So Harrison's doing his briefing, introducing Henry Retzing in his business. Sophie is immediately on Nate's ass. Like, you okay? And Nate's, as he is. Sophie's like, are you drunk? Yeah, and then she's like, are you drunk? And he's like, and no, like, I was drunk yesterday. <laughs> no, no, I was drunk a couple hours ago. I was drunk a couple hours ago, now I'm just hungover. I don't think Damn. alcohol. I don't. I'm pretty sure he's still drunk after a couple hours. Well, true. I guess maybe if you have the tolerance of Nate. True. Well, he's been an alcoholic for a very long fucking time. So, so yeah, yeah, it would process really quickly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so basically. Um. So Harrison basically explains like how this scam works, which is basically uh, Henry takes the contract to shorter work, stretches out the job, and when the scouts refuse to pay the contractor like any law-abiding citizen would, Henry put a contractor lien on the property, so he became creditor once the bank foreclosed and the scouts ran out of money. I love, how and well, it's all legal. I love how well Nate. And Sophie are having their little conversation about him being drunk. You can still kind of hear Hardison in the background. Yeah, I, yeah, but you can't <laughs> really make out what he's saying. Yeah, and also Hardison reveals that they um, that the Florida Attorney General's office investigated the Bretzings a few years prior, but they couldn't make anything stick. So the game is. Get the Scots their house back. Yeah. And Elliot asks for a way in, which Hardison reveals is the sons in Retzing and Sons. Well, uh, one of them, yeah, well, they're both idiots, but one of them is easier to play than the other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's like uh, dumb and dumber, but wait, wait, reversed. <laughs> yeah, so two sons, Randy and Dennis. Like Randy is the older one. Um, he 
he doesn't do much other than do than snowboard and judge snowy butt t-shirt contests with <laughs> I mean that about describes it perfectly. True, and it's kind of gross. Yeah, well, he's also kind of a bit of an airhead. True. <laughs> Understatement of the year. And also, apparently, Sophie had this agreement with Nate that he had sort himself out, but Nate doesn't, coincidentally, doesn't remember the agreement. So. How, how much do you want to bet he was drunk when they made that agreement? Oh, I take that He was bet. probably freaking hammered. And then she, she kind of mutters, like, oh, of course you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I could see it in her eyes. She's like, oh, of course you don't. <laughs> don't remember this. Yeah. yeah, but Dennis is the worker bee and does all the grunt work while Henry's the face of the company. So then Nate just, like, completely interrupts and is like, okay, so, like, they be in a state of investigation, so they're smart. The laws on their side said so they're untouchable, or so they think. And then says that Randy's the sloppy one, so that's who they're going to target, is Randy. Of course. But then Nate's like, Sophie, how is your luge? <laughs> Still hungover. Can't fucking talk. He's slurring. Yeah. Yeah. And Sophie's like, excuse me? <laughs> Nate's like, your luge. I got every time. Sophie's just like, I ain't dealing with this and leave. Sophie's like, it's your turn. I'm done. Oh, thank you, Alpha Zero. Thank you. Continue <laughs> right. So. We go to Aspen, Colorado at a ski resort. And Sophie sort of is walking by Randy. She's using a German accent and acting like she's talking on the phone to someone about this deal. And so Sophie leaves like this book on like a coffee table, which has like a passport and stuff. So that Randy can check her out, check out like her info. And Elliot's in snow gear watching behind. And at where's Nate? At the bar. Obviously. Yeah, so Nate's sitting at the bar. And as Randy is looking through Sophie's passport, Hardison backs, <laughs> Hardison backs up her alias online by switching out an actual luge superstar's face with hers. Was funny as stars. There's a scene where, like, the girl, the actual girl, in the, the actual girl is like looking at the photo. And she's like, "What?" And I, I, I don't speak. I don't speak German. I think she actually. I think she cussed. <laughs> oh yeah, she wasn't happy. But I'm gonna imagine there was a cuss word in there. Or multiple. Or multiple. Considering her facial expression was like... Yeah, good. considering facial expression like, and tone... Very, 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 like, angry. And I bet you she said some very, very naughty swear words. Probably. 
Somebody wants to tweet at me the translation. <laughs> I'd like to know too, because I don't speak German. Yeah. I'll ask my dad. He took German in high school. So, yeah. So, so Randy goes to track Sophie down now that he's confirmed her alias. And Sophie walks up to Nate, who is sitting at the bar, as we said, and she is giving him such a dirty look. And, and it's and, like, and it's a bar. I'm blending. Yeah, that's his excuse. She's like, oh, it, like blending. her face is like, oh, is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> okay, but I love him so much. She, she, I immediately thought just now, it's like, oh, he's going to need some ice for that burn. <laughs> I mean, they are at a ski resort. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Nice one. Nice one. Thank you. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm embarrassed now. Nate. Nate Nate is such a dick. (laughs) I think we figured that out already. I know, but he's even more of a dick this episode. But but tell me me if I'm wrong, too. He's the dick that you can't help but love. He, he might be a dick, he might be True. an asshole, but in the end, you can't help but love him. True. True. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 um, they, so Randy approaches Sophie at the bar, like gives her the book back, and Sophie is acting all grateful. Well, yeah, about... she's got to get on his good side so they can True. pull this off. So Randy is true. <laughs> yeah, so Randy tries to press pressing Sophie by saying that like, ah, like he's a fan, but then he starts talking about the latex and the helmet in a very inappropriate way. Yeah, I, I, I had to I had to pause it to go. Ugh. Yeah, because even Sophie's face is like, what the hell? And how much you want to put somebody on Cobbs is just like, what? Come on. Elliot's probably thinking, I'd love to hit him right now. Parker, I want to taste him so badly. (laughs) Parkerson, I want to smack him over the head with my computer. Which that made me think of the phrase. Partisan would just sign him up for a bunch of bogus shit. <laughs> he said that was important. No, he would love that too much. You, you gotta think of something else. Home Improvement Magazines. <clears throat> there we go. Oh my god. No, but to well, once again Jimmy and Beth from Jabber Picks the Podcast and Thief Steals the Podcast. Men are stupid and horny. <laughs> True. Yep. <laughs> All my experience points to that. Yep. So they're like going through the lobby. And 
continuing on, they're going through the lobby and Randy's trying to sell Sophie on this idea of like a burning man slash X Games type event. Which Sophie sort of acts unimpressed. Honestly, it is really a stupid idea. It's probably not that hard to act unimpressed. True. But um, to real Randy in, she suggests that it could be like a good idea for like this relaunch as her company bought the resort and they're renovating it and it would be like the perfect relaunch event so at the bar nace with hardison and is like trying to give sophie like tips though sophie knows what she's doing and nate's trying to get like tell her to like string along because he only have like a couple hundred grand liquid but Randy's just like, why well, don't I just write you a check for $500,000? <laughs> and you can see they all like look for a second like, damn, okay. Uh, my partners and I would be delighted. <laughs> this guy's definitely an airhead. Yep. Yeah. So, so, and Sophie agrees to take him, take him to see management, and see the plans, which is where Elliot comes in, because uh, after Alex, after please. Nate says the catchphrase, breathe. Uh, Nate first says the catchphrase, "Let's go steal us a mountain." I, every episode, I have to watch him do that line like three or four times because it's just. It is a good line. And anything of let's go steal up, just perfect. I love mm -hmm. it. Yep. So, Ellie is speaking to the actual owner of the resort. And he introduces himself as Vince Fetke, <clears throat> who I believe are is like a play on two guitarists. Vince Neil, or no, I think Vince Neil and is it Mike Fetke? I don't know. I just, I believe they're musicians. But Elliot immediately is playing, doing like the whole good old boy funny act. Making a clip about, uh, are you freaking kidding me? I'm sorry, you probably hear a helicopter in the background. Yep. So. <laughs> so, um. So. Yeah, because uh, it's like, oh, I've been spending key from Innovative Resort Solutions. Just don't call us the IRS. <laughs> How much would a bet he hated said that? Just probably, but yeah. So Hardison yep. hangs the lift. Sorry. Hardison hangs the lift that Parker is on with another guy. 
and Parker just hangs up the ski lift looking completely unbothered. Yeah, she literally, yeah, she's just like, <laughs> she's sitting there for a second. Parker. And the guy, Parker. And he's like, Parker. Parker, huh? <laughs> oh. She's zoned out. Yeah, and she's, so she's hanging off of it. Yeah. And it's just she's like, help. 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 Oh, I agree. Like, <laughs> looks at the news like, "How you doing?" <laughs> Great sell, Parker. Great sell. But and Asia's like, "Ah, jeez." He's like, oh. "Like I am not drunk enough to be dealing with this right now." How drunk would he have to be to be able to deal with her shenanigans? How drunk would you have to be? <laughs> Sober. I could deal with her because she's me. I'd, I'd have to be drunk. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't know how Elliot does it. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> At least I'm 21 now and I have that option. You did not quote a line from my favorite Bama boy. How dare you? Wait. Wait, Bama. Queen says that. Yeah. Queen says that exact line. It's like, I don't know how Elliot does it. With real weakness. Oh! Chaos! Yeah! <laughs> I remember now. Oh my god. And I heard I, I heard his Bama accent in my head. Thank you for that. Bama. Well, I'm walking through the hallway. Well, wait, is this something stupid? I don't know how Ellie does this. <laughs> okay. No, continuing on, because we're already at 45 minutes. So Elliot is trying to sell the owner like this fireplace with extendable marshmallow toasting rides. Which this sounds cool. I know. Smart. When he was selling it, I'm like, I want one. I would buy it. Okay. 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 But would we Quick buy look. it to buy it or just because he sold it to us? Does it Both. matter? Fair. Both. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Quick side work. The, the, the wire room glasses. Oh, yes. He's in the wire room glasses. <laughs> I do not. How did you not mention that? I forgot to write it down. <laughs> I didn't forget to write You're it welcome. down. You're welcome. I wrote it down. I wrote it down Proceeded. because... Proceeded. Woman. All right, so... How dare you. <laughs> All right, continuing on. So the owner gets a phone call about Parker hanging from the lift, so he leaves... Elliot goes to work transforming the desk so it like the office looks like it's his. Adding like pictures and such. And he flips a business plaque. He flips it, sets it on the desk, and sits down. And um Sophie walks in with Randy and greets Elliot and he also has on like a bit of a German accent. And they even like speak German a bit. And given, like, Elliot's tone, 
when he speaks German, it kind of sounds a bit flirty. A little bit, yeah. Which, of course, made but... me think of freaking Jake Stone speaking French, like flirting in French with Mabel. Yes. Did I, did I wake you up, Mama? Uh, that gets me every freaking time. But anyways, carrying on. So Sophie introduces Elliot and Randy. Randy just fucking picks Elliot up like he's a rag doll. And Elliot just looks nothing. He just looks like he's looking at Sophie as he's being like hugged and lifted up. He's just like, what do he I do? Does the deer in the headlights look, poor boy. What do I do? And Elliot's just like, what? Like, <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? Kind of thing. He's just like, can I, <laughs> I just realized. What? Hurley does the same thing in Redemption. <laughs> oh, for God. Oh my god, he does. He does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so. Alright, so back at the bar, Hardison reports to Parker's safe, and, and then. So, Elliot and Sophie get to work on selling Randy on the plans. And, um. Sophie then, like, hints for Randy to, like, write that check. And Hardison's like, Hey, why can't they all be this easy? And then Randy reveals they got to go to Miami because his dad has to sign off on the checks. And then Harrison's like, ah, hell, why do they always got to be this hard? <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, Jenks, much Hardison, you know better. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, he knew better. He jinxed it. It was perfect, but it bumped on the road. But um, the guy that plays this this character, he also played Doyle in Gilmore Girls. Oh, he's he's used to playing idiot characters. You know what? I'm not surprised because he does it well. And I love it. He plays the lovable idiot, which is incredible. Which, I mean, he sh- I guess he should have known that, like, something was going to go wrong because it's, like, 20 minutes into the episode. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got feeling, I'm, like, I'm like, this is too smooth. Ah, crap. Yeah. There it is. There's yeah. the speed bump. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty big speed bump. And Randy suggests, like, going, like, doing some luge with Sophie. Sexualizing the helmet again, and Elliot's kind of like, go, but Sophie's like, I hate you all. <laughs> That's what her face is the saying. Our girl's uncomfortable. Yes. So they leave, and but Elliot actually looks like a little bit pissed as he gets his coat. Oh, yeah. He's got the, the eyes that want to kill. Yes. Look in his eyes. He's like, I'm going to murder somebody. He's like, if this keeps up, I'm going to jump in there and I'm going to punch somebody in the face. Yeah. And I might so, break two legs. Yeah. Yeah. So now we go to <clears throat> Miami. And Sophie's like, the up wearing this like 
green aquamarine blue dress for this meeting with Randy and Henry. And Randy gets a few drink. But uh, seeing the green dress made me think of this song from the musical Tick, Tick, Boom called Green, Green Dress. But it's like a very sexy song. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying on. So Henry comes down and is asked like Randy where he's been. First guest in Europe, but then he looks at Sophie and guesses Caribbean. Now Sophie looks kind of tan, but I don't know if that's more like because of the sunlight. Like the way the lighting is with the camera, or if that's if that's supposed to imply that like they've been there a couple days. It's a little bit of both, I think. It might be a little bit of both, true. But well, you gotta remember that camera light always exaggerates everything. That is true. That is true. So Randy introduces Sophie. Who is very obviously supposed to be like German, like playing this German character, because she says like Guten Tag, but then Henry guesses French, or no, he's like French, nice, like idiot. Like I don't know German, and I even know. Gutentag is German. <laughs> but even Sophie is like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> she is not having a good time this episode at all. No, she doesn't like it. No. No. She has to deal with gross men in freaking man child, Nate. She has to deal with man child Nate pretty much all the fucking time, so that's nothing that's new. Yeah, but that added to what these guys are doing, that's a lot. Yeah. That even made me want to throw up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Elliot and Parker are getting video for Nate. They're like they're getting like video and audio for Nate walking alongside the house and it's looking completely obvious while doing it. Yeah, like you stick out like a sore thumb trying to sneak around. Yeah. Act normal. Yeah. I mean, a parabolic mic yeah. would have given it away mm-hmm. but Yeah. It's like, dude, you'd make a poor a horrible, horrible spy. Or cat burglar. <laughs> yeah. Given his training, you'd think he'd be a little bit better. True. Like, what the hell, man? True. Like, she's literally a cat burglar. Why? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so, but as they're walking, there's some feedback in the comms. So, back inside, Randy is selling this idea to Henry 
as they're like sitting on couches in their big mansion. Okay. Okay. Before you go too much into my next, my favorite, my favorite part. Um, okay. Back in the office that Elliot was in, mm-hmm. what was on the desk? What chocolate was on the desk? Oh, oh, frick. Um, Wait, what? Toblerone. Uh, yes. Toblerone. Actual Swiss chocolate. And oh. when he whipped it out, he did the spinny thing and set it on the desk. Spinny <laughs> thing. Yep, I, I had to write that down. Chocolate. I wrote that down because I saw it. I was like, oh, Toblerone. I know. Like, every time I watch it, I'm like, <laughs> I want some. Me too. It's so good. My local Dylan's has it. My local Dylan's has it, and it's so good. Even the little baby ones, they're so tiny. They're like this big. I need to find me some. Alright, continuing on. So. So, so Randy is selling this idea to Henry. And Henry's basically saying he's down. But during this, Randy puts his hand on like Sophie's thigh. Ooh. And you can see her look down I at want, the hand. I, 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 I wanna stab, 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 I want to stab. A fork or taser? I want to stab him. Fork or taser? But you can see she's like, what the fork. Fuck? I would go fork too. I want you to take a fork and stab it into his hand. Would, would we take turns so they can't pin it on any one of us? <laughs> yep, I'd do one blow, pull it out, hand it to you, and then like walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it it physically made me. Ugh. I yeah. physically yeah, but I think that's hey, before. remember rule and number seven. I wanted to break his fingers one by one. Yeah. That's my, that's Elliot coming out of me. I am very violent right now. Yeah. I, I would I would have put my hand on top of his, grabbed his fingers, and. Yeah. Wait, no, that's actually not Elliot. That's fucking Mr. Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> How many fingers do you need to type? Round, Round down. down. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright. Right, right so. now I'm shaking. Breathe. No, okay. Breathe a little too excited. You're okay. Too late. You you said my favorite line from my favorite freaking episode. Alright, let's carry on. So then Dennis walks in acting pissy as he sits down. Fucking man child toddler. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, so if he's trying to sell Henry on like this idea, Nate gets more feedback on the comms. And the signal is dirty over where Parker and Elliot are at. So. And Elliot, poor Elliot, he winces and touches his ear, and I felt bad for him. Yeah. How could like. It's like amplifier. I know what Mike. I know what Mike feedback sounds Mike like. Mike feedback hurts. freaking hurts. Parker just. Yeah. Little to no reaction. Yeah, 
but Hardison finds out the signal's not being blocked. Just the transmission's not getting to Sophie. So Sophie's now flying blind. Yeah, but you gotta remember, all these guys used to work solo. She knows how to get out of a tough situation by herself. True. But having it come out... But here's the thing. Having it come out of nowhere like that, with no little to no preparation, she's gonna have some problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can see she kind of does, like, she's trying to, like, hide the fact that she's, like, messing with the calm. Being, like... She's she's making it seem like she's got a bit of a headache and she's leaning on her ear Or, like, an earring or something. Yeah. But... You could tell she's like, uh, why am I not hearing anything? Yeah, because the team never shuts up. Somebody is always talking. Yeah, someone's always talking, exactly. So Nate wants Elliot to plan a booster, so Elliot boosts Parker up to the second floor. <laughs> my, my favorite part of that whole thing was the fact that she just throws herself out of the window. Yeah, because like Elliot kind of like like he gets down. She like steps in it, like cups his hands. She steps yeah, he in does his one hand. Of these and he literally and he throws her up in the air. Throws her up, yeah. How much you want to bet that's not the first time she's had to do that? Oh, she's done totally it not the first time. I can just totally tell. not the first time. But but quick little sidebar: that would be fun to get to be able to jump up and be tossed up like that. Oh hell no! That would be fun. That would be fun. I fucking Christian Kane. That would be fun. Imagine that split second up there right before you come back down. I would be screaming all the way down and be like, God, please, please let Christian catch me. Please let him catch me. Nobody does. I don't like heights. I'm more scared of confined spaces. I'm, I'm. I'm more scared of confined spaces, <coughs> Vince, than I am of heights. I'm not scared of heights. I am. They make you me realize heights are not the scared problem. of them. It's the fact that you could hit the ground after you go down. That's why that, I don't that, like that, heights. It's, it's, uh, I don't like the idea of falling. That's why you got somebody like me to catch you all the time. You're not and that's fall. why they that's why they make the giant like uh like tumble mats. What? I know. By the I, way, falling on those still hurts like hell. I did both cheer and gymnastics. Those things hurt. <laughs> but still it's better than falling on the actual ground. Not always. True. Good point. As somebody who falls constantly and has almost made a sport out of falling. I'd rather fall on the ground. Yeah, I trip over my own damn feet, so. Well, that depends on the height of the fall, but nine times out of ten, I'd rather fall on the ground. Okay, continuing on to my favorite part. Okay, well, Dennis. Every episode, you have like 12 favorite parts. I know, but this one's specifically for a certain reason. So Dennis is skeptical of this whole idea. But Henry tells him to write the check, and it's very clear who the favorite son is. Clearly. It's Randy. 
So Sophie goes with Dennis to get the check. And Parker's making her way inside the office. So because Sophie knows that like someone's like planting something, she's purposefully like going slow up the steps. Yep. To give Parker a chance to finish. get out. Yeah. Yeah, because Nate tells Parker that Sophie's heading to the second floor with Dennis, so get to move oh, on. But wait, how does so if, if comms aren't working, how does Sophie know that Parker's doing that? Um, well, I think what she is assuming is like something happened with the comms and which and that someone is dealing with it either hardison or i mean yeah she's smart enough to figure it out but like when you're watching it it's just like and she does know the team well enough to know that like okay i don't have comms they're gonna impro- yeah anymore they they're which gonna figure something out a happened. Way. yeah they're yeah. gonna figure out a way for information to get figured out at this point yeah with so I'm their one line communication ever. So I need yeah, so I need to delay as much as possible until I get something. Yep. Yeah. So but as they walk up the steps, Dennis is implying that he thinks Sophie is sleeping with Randy. But Oof. Sophie shuts that shit down quickly. She's like, she makes her own choices. And of course, as she's walking up the steps, Dennis very obviously is checking out her ass. Yep, he's not even trying to fucking hide it. He ain't even hiding it. He's I, a fucking I, pig. I, I, don't, I don't know what's worse, a guy that tries to hide it or a guy that makes it painfully fucking obvious. Um, like the guy that makes it painfully fucking obvious. I'd rather they yeah. try to hide it. Yeah, because at least and not be so obvious it, about it's it. Like, you know, there's a little bit of like respect there if like you're trying to hide it. Treating, like, you're treating the woman to, like, like an actual woman and not like a fucking object. Yeah. As like, this week, doing obvious, like yeah, no. Ugh. One that just makes everybody uncomfortable. True, because not only does the woman and it know makes you a, it, it makes you a police bag because apparently yeah. everybody the back of her head everybody oh we do around you know checking her out yeah and so they're judging you yeah I'm they're thinking you're yeah, a sleaze ball I've had I've had that happen. There was one time I, the guy was more subtle about it, and my dad pointed it out to me because we were walking out of fucking Walmart, and this really hot guy was walking. Fucking in, Walmart! And I yeah, I Walmart. walked eyes with him. I walked eyes with him, and I smiled, and he smiled at me too, and I I checked him out, and then he's like, he checked you. My dad looked over his shoulder back at him at the guy, and the guy apparently did this and looked. Checked me out, and he's like, "That guy, that kid, just checked you out." I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, he did." I'm like, <clears throat> started laughing. And That's then why I'm going there to was, 
and then there were, there was one time uh, I was walking with a friend around my neighborhood. Uh, a group of grown ass fucking men and like two kids that were my age were drunk off their asses and they fucking cat called me and my friend. So you know, you know what we did? We flipped them off. I would have said stabbed with fork, but okay. I mean, both are valid options. Yeah, and they were like, oh, come on, baby, don't be like that. And I looked at her, and I was like, you ready to run? And she's like, yeah, let's go. Three, two, one. And we grabbed hands, and we bolted. We bolted out of there, out of the uh, alleyway that we were in. Because it was like a side street. We cut through somebody's yard and went down this other side street to get away from these grown-ass men who were drunk. People are creepy. Yeah. Yep. P.S.A. And you bet you, I had I had a knife on me. <laughs> Good. For protection. P.S.A. Don't be fucking gross to customer service people. Don't be gross yeah. in general. Just, just true. Don't be a gross human being. Be a decent human being. Be nice. Be a fucking gentleman or gentlewoman. Either way. Exactly. Either Act or. like you have some sense. Or in between, doesn't matter. Yep. So, this is your favorite part. Because <laughs> Parker, she realizes that she's running out of time, quickly runs out the window, then flies, crashing into Elliot. She's just like... Who, who falls on his that? Yeah, she... She goes, Elliot, how do you know it is? Yeah, she, I, did. Like, I did it. <laughs> she flies. He's like, damn it, Parker. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah. crashes, falling on his ass, and they're both laying on the ground, and Elliot's like, damn it, Parker, what a warning next time. <laughs> Which, he's like, how do you know that I'd be there? He's like, I didn't. And he's yeah. like, he gives me one of these, like, Okay, what's wait, wrong with you? Let's talk wait, about never mind. Don't answer that. If he if he wasn't there, she would have planted on the ground. How would she have recovered from that? Are we are we talking like a a barrel roll? roll? Is that is that even possible at that height? I mean, she was on the second story. Like, she would have broken her kneecaps. I'm. Gonna but assume because Parker is a thief and a climber that no, she knows how to properly fall. Yeah, but considering it's Parker, she probably could have braced herself for impact in a way that wouldn't have hurt her too bad. Well, because she would have had know, some bruises. She would have had some bruises or something. Because you know, like impact. parkour, like people who do parkour. Yeah. That's what much. they do is they would often roll. Like they can roll from like a great height and be perfectly fine because the idea is distribution of that energy right you roll your continuum moving that energy forward for it to decelerate you land on your feet you decelerate quickly that's what how your legs get shattered which is why when you dive in a pool from a great height they like they go straight down like a pencil and then curve at the bottom 
because it acts like a hook, breaking them up, decelerating them quickly. Yeah, and it kind of cuts through the water, and they don't, they don't have their hands like this. They have it kind of pointed like that. With yeah, their there's a way to do it. To where it, it's basically like a bird beak cutting through the water as they go down. Um, yeah. Minimizing physics the, lesson. the injuries. Physics lesson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Minimizing the injuries to your body. Yeah, but that I'm assuming is Parker would know that. So I'm assuming she would have been fine had Elliot not be there, not been there. Yep. But this is also the start of the beautiful relationship between Parker and Elliot. Like, because there's something special about Parker and Elliot. And it gets more like later, but like that particularly, because like Parker trusted Elliot enough to know that he would be there. Even though they both know that she would have been fine if he wasn't, he was still there. And she trusted that he'd still be there to catch her. Yep. And apparently Beth re-scrapped a lot of her own stunts. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, so continuing on. So Parker and Elliot go back to the car and Elliot checks if the booster is working. And it is. So Dennis sends the check and goes to hands it to Sophie. But he's being a dick and is like trying to undermine Randy. And like, but he still has that implication that like she's sleeping with Randy. Because he's like, last, like one of the things about Sophie is like, is that, is that someone you want to get into bed with? Just right to the point, huh, man? It is the best red bunnies. Yeah. But Sophie, again, shuts that down real quick and is like, if you're talking business, like I'm open to opportunity. But on a personal level, I prefer, I prefer a man who know, knows what it means to be in control. And at that point, she knows Nate's listening. Yeah, at this point, she had to know Nate's listening. <laughs> and Sophie, like- which my first reaction was, Sophie! <laughs> I mean, it is my lessons, but there's oh, a okay. dated scene. My okay, my brain when she said that immediately went, "Damn it, Sophie!" <laughs> Projecting on the con, can't keep having this conversation, Sophie. Okay, but she's not the only one that projects under the con. Fair enough. But there's a deleted scene that's in the DVD actress. It's before before it's like when parker and elliot are at the car parker asks like asks parker says like how does she do it but now it's like you've never done the wank and the shimmy before <laughs> fucking elliot i i okay i watched that part. then we get a flashback <laughs> on, of oh, parker God. on a con i was laughing so hard Parker on the con, the Mark, Mark buys her a drink, and she does, like, the wink and the shimmy. Mark grabs her thigh, 
Parker breaks his fingers. Just good. Hits him in the gut with the briefcase and then leaves. But she trips on her heels as she leaves. And then it cuts back and Parker's like, I'm not really a people person. That's what What's funny is Elliot just turns and mouths like, really? Just, just like, understand. He doesn't say just like, really. Really? He had the look on. He had the look on his face of like, seriously, what the hell's wrong with you? Wait, don't answer that. No. no like, what did I text you, Alex, when I sent you the video? When I sent you. The YouTube video of the deleted scenes. I don't even remember. <laughs> no, because one of the things I had texted you was, but Elliot was like, "Like you've never done the Marcus, the Wink and the Shambu before," and you were like, "Elliot totally is like you're like Elliot has totally done that," and I was like, "Yeah, that's why he got the shit beat out of him in the stork job." <laughs> I'm guessing we had this discussion when we did this dark job. What? <laughs> Alex? Okay, I found it. Oh, God. <laughs> what? I was, I, I had the quote. I was like, and I was like, sir, in all capitals, don't do that. <laughs> Which you reply, he's like, he has, and that's why he got his ass kicked in the dark job. <laughs> Yeah, Elliot got his story. How else do you explain Elliot saying, How was I supposed to know it was a lesbian bar? Because either he was flirting with somebody else's woman and got his ass beat for it, by either either the man or the woman, or he got beat up by a lesbian, (laughs) or he got beat up by a lesbian. Which is even funnier. Okay, why did, okay, okay, why did okay, that... Okay. But I'm, I'm going to cut up a little slack here because we all know Elliot doesn't hit people who don't deserve it. True. True. So he just but, let okay, okay. get beat. Okay, hold on. When you brought up the bit where he got the cut on his face, mm-hmm. I immediately started laughing because of the implications. That we're oh saying the fucking Oklahoma. Oh, and uh, I might have well, I might have almost yeah, I might have almost pulled a fucking Oklahoma at work today. Oh, oh my god. Well actually, well hold on. I'm so, just gonna leave it at that. I know that's the story I have said that is associated, but I think the first time it was actually used was on John Rogers' blog for the long way down job. Yep. <laughs> because there was a stunt where Elliot and Parker fall down a crevasse and it was like a 14 foot drop so they had stunt people do it for insurance reasons. And in the blog, John Rogers says how Christian Kane was like off to the side muttering to himself, it's only 14 feet. <laughs> like <laughs> only pissed. 
only he was grumpy and being a child because he, he, he could not on a freaking foothold. Yeah, he's like, oh, come on. And then that's where it was like, fucking Oklahoma. In all caps. <laughs> so that's oh, where I think the term was first used, but that's the story. Like 14 feet. But yeah, so continuing on. So Dennis hands over the check. But then, like, Dennis does his evil speech of evil. Yeah. Revealing it was his idea for the scam, and it's much bigger than the team thought at over 400 homes. And my my brain immediately went, it's like, eh, eh, what now? Huh? Yeah. Uh, at over 400 how homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Like, what it was like tornadoes in Oklahoma, Katrina, <clears throat> wildfires or Hurricane. something. No, it was hurricanes in Florida. Yeah, hurricanes in Oklahoma. Tornadoes in Oklahoma. What? Uh, I feel wildfires like in California. Wildfires. Yeah, wildfires. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> when so he said the tornado. Nate, yeah, so <laughs> Nate said, tell Sophie to not rip up the, or to not take the check. Or to rip up the check. And uh, the trio. That, that, pain, that pained her. Are immediately like, so what? Like, excuse me? What the fuck you talking about, man? And what? Sophie's what? sitting there like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I'm getting two different inputs here. She's like, I, I want it. But the voice in yeah, my head she, is saying no. Yeah, she's getting <laughs> two she's getting two different inputs here. So she's like And you can kind of see I? the that on her face too. Yeah, but, which Dennis like. notices and thinks it's Sophie being like squeamish. Because it's like, oh, like, like, don't tell me, like, you're squeamish about this. Like, it's perfectly legal. I just found a loophole. So Nate repeats, Sophie, don't take the money. So Sophie rips up the check, and Nate gives her the cue to tell Dennis that she has an even bigger, even better business opportunity for him. And it's not something she would ever present to Randy. So, which Dennis kind of takes a bit of the bait. So, Elliot immediately is on Nate, like, what are you doing? And Nate's like, we're we're like, we're going to take the whole company. We're going to give everyone their homes back. And Elliot's like, you made this decision when? And Nate's like, I don't have to run anything by ya. You made this decision when? Nate, like 20 seconds ago? Yeah. And you kind of fucking have to run shit by your team, Nate. <laughs> yeah. It's and a we Elton. thing now, not yeah. a you thing now. Exactly. And Elliot immediately is like, like, are you drunk? Probably. And Nate repeats, like, he doesn't have it, like, I don't have to run anything by you. And Elliot's like, like, are like, right now, are you drunk? Probably. And Harrison shuts him off and starts like going into like the long version of like what's going on with the cons, which Elliot stops him by saying to cut the geek. Cut the geek, Sparrow. English. Yeah. 
which short version Hardison reveals that the house is bugged and if he's right then the equipment that's being used is standard issue law enforcement so now they're realizing they, that yeah, they they're have, books they had a because yeah, they had a collective look on their face of like Ah, shit. Yeah. Like, this just got more complicated because cops are listening. Yep. And there's another deleted scene of Nate arguing with Hardison. And Nate's, like, trying to tell Hardison, like, I just need you to get the signal. And Hardison's like, not even my mama yells at me like that. Hardison and his mom just... Nana. I want Nana. Uh, Nana. <laughs> I want to meet Nana. Right? We need to get Nana on screen. I want to get Nana on yeah. screen. Yeah, so they're now all back at the hotel room. Nate's pouring himself a drink, wearing a stupid hat. And they're all arguing over what happened. And Sophie's asking Hardison. I, know. I Hardison, wanted to like, take the hat from him and burn it. Yeah. I know, just like Give me that. Yeah. Whatever fire. But it what it was, it it's a fedora, but he ain't wearing it right. No. He ain't fucking so, wearing it right. Yeah, it doesn't look yeah. good on him. Yeah. So but Sophie's asking Hardison like where he was, but it mattered. And like this leads to like everyone bigger and then Elliot finally steps up and is now like, Hey, like I don't like that I don't like this. Cost me too many variables. And they start like and continuing. He's on. starting to get pissed, and yeah. his his oaky accent comes out, and it's kind of hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sophie like asked Nate like, "What is going to tell the Scots?" Which Elliot's like, "He doesn't know." Yeah, Hardison and Parker both echoed their disappointments, reminding Nate that like he said they do this for a client. Nate, who is clearly drunk, slurring his words and like not that has no volume control whatsoever. And it's like, like one client, many victims. You have a chance to represent those who didn't get to ask for help. And also that he's escalating in the con. So everyone has a guess raging from like London's Bank, Geneva Pasta Dobre. And Elliot guesses apple pie, <laughs> which he says is like cherry pie, but with lifeguards. <laughs> which the first thing I thought of when I heard cherry pie was the song by Warrant. <laughs> the song, do you know the song? Thanks to Dean Winchester. <laughs> yep. So, and a certain dream sequence. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That. Mm. <clears throat> God. Talk about heaven and hell. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. So Nate explains that the con they're doing is Glengarry Glenda. And it's like a mutual fund, but instead of stocks, you invest in death. 
And as he leaves, the Parker's like, is it just me or is he getting creepier? But yes. But. But then the team look at her like, you really want an answer to that? Yeah, it's just like, I don't think you want the answer to that, hun. No. So, and also Parker's, in the scene, Parker's fingers are wrapped with rubber bands. I don't know if you noticed that. That's weird. I guess Parker. Yeah. I I was too distracted. Yeah, because like, it's like a compression thing. Yeah, that's why I have like this on. Yep. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um but my favorite part of uh when they're in the like little hotel room and they're scolding Nate basically and mm-hmm. freaking Elliot <laughs> he steps close to him and the person to get in between them is, is Sophie and they're like this close. And that later. I know, but oh yeah, yeah. When DK gets mad, he's playing. Yeah, when he when he's playing a mad character, the draw comes out more, and it's yeah. it's it's cute. Yeah, yeah. it's we'll cute. Get, it's not yeah. it's yeah. not angry. It's it's cute. I, I love yeah. how Sophie like trusts herself and trusts Elliot enough to be able to step between him and me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. know we'll that she's yeah. not going to get hurt. Yeah. Right. Well. She knows that Elliot won't hurt her. Yeah. Well, Unless and that's also Elliot. Yeah. All right. No, that will have, that conversation will have when we get to that scene. But there's another deleted scene. Of this is actually kind of an interesting scene, which is why I added it. There's a deleted scene where because they're about to go to, I I want to say it's. The the Red Sings McMansion, and it's Nate and Sophie are walking outside of the house, and they're walking to like go inside. And Sophie's asking, like, asks Nate, like, "Are you sure about this?" And Nate's like, "Like, like, like you, like, do you think I, like, do you think you shouldn't have written up that check?" And so it's like, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, I trust you. And Nate's like, and Nate says that the Scots, that Wayne Scott just wanted to take care of his family. And when he needed the Redsings, they screwed him. And it pisses him off. So if he says it wasn't Wayne's fault, and he doesn't have to carry that burden alone, that's when they go in. Now, this conversation is interesting, and this I'm assuming the scene was probably cut for time, but it's the double entendre of Sophie's really talking about Nate. And in the season one finale, this conversation, a similar, this conversation kind of does happen between Nate and Maggie. So to just seem to think about how, like, the reason Nate is so 
fixated on getting Wayne Scott's house back and like getting essentially like why he's so angry, why he needs to take down every corrupt bastard that he can is because one, it pisses him off, but two, he has the guilt. He still has that guilt of not doing enough to save his son. And he's carried that burden alone for however many years. So, it, and Sophie obviously knows the story because she, I'm assuming, well, we do find out that she knows, but, well, a lot of people know, so it's not that far of an assumption to assume that Sophie didn't know, or that Sophie doesn't know, but, or that Sophie does know. So, essentially what I think Sophie's telling Nate is, you, like, you don't have to feel like guilt over this and you don't have to carry that burden alone. Essentially she's reaching out, but Nate's pulling back again, which is what we see him, them continuously do. So yeah, continue. <laughs> Inside like the office, it does this with the dentist and explains how like this con works, which is basically. So what are you looking at? Hmm? Sorry. I just didn't know what you were looking at. I'm just I'm just playing on my phone. Yeah, so getting uh, tired. So basically how this work how this works is you get like if you get diagnosed with a fatal disease you want to make your last day special but treatments wipe out your bank account and but you have this insurance policy that's just sitting there not doing anything so what nate's saying his company does is buy the policy and the victims like get a chunk of the change now and then the company gets the payout post-mortem and Nate's just going by his actual name and old occupation. Which, I mean, I guess that's the easiest thing to do. Yep. And Nate's got a list, and he's using this list to try to get Dennis to buy into this thing. And he's acting like such a dick. So he's acting normal. True. <laughs> But the thing is, Dennis is not biting because it's risky. So, you can, but you Dennis. I just see oh, the bow on his face. Yeah. Like, uh, he's like barely. He's barely yeah, he's, in. The, the gears are turning in his mind. He's like, I don't know mm -hmm. if I should do this or not. Yeah. So, Dennis does eventually bite and agrees for $10,000. To buy it but he wants like an independent confirmation from a doctor of his choosing and so dennis chooses a name lisa valdez 
and he has an inoperable, inoperable brain tumor in Miami. And then the phone rings and it's Randy who is calling from a strip club. And Dennis and Randy immediately get into it on the phone because Randy's pissed at Dennis for like doing this deal with Sophie. Sorry, geez. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Dennis, you little ass. What's dad going to say when I get back home? And Dennis hangs up and is like, oh, I'm sorry, we're losing you. Your strip joint must be driving through a tunnel. Click. Click. <laughs> and Sophie had, had, like, gotten in on this. And Sophie's like, like, she's flirting a bit with, like, now that's what I call control. <laughs> so apparently they shot, like, this scene in the strip club. They used, like, it's the same location they used for the ski lodge lounge. And there's a, the blonde woman who was dancing on stage. It's actually Beth Standin, at Tammy. I think is what they said her name was in the audio commentary. And apparently, so Tammy's freaking awesome. So the, while they were like shooting, they discovered that not only had she won a competition for pool dancing in Michigan, but she was in the army for six years. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> I know I heard that. I was like, damn. Like, that's impressive. So now it's nighttime, and uh, uh, this pisses me off. Nate's drinking and driving. Which we all know is horrible. Yes. Yep. He's I'm like, not even bothering to hide flash. it because he's drinking from a flask, yeah. yeah. But he gets pulled over. So Nate goes to like... <laughs> By a freaking state policeman. Yeah, well... <laughs> So like he gets not even a local like, PD, oh. like crap. Yeah, not even so, a local PD officer. You gotta remember, the state was watching him. Well, yeah. So, but like he hides, he tries hiding the flask, which fails, and then he tries like putting a mint in his mouth to like hide the smell of alcohol in his breath, which I don't think that's gonna fucking work. But he literally just like spilled it on himself, so even yeah, he did like, hide it on his breath and like. Fumbles the tin and just drops the whole thing all of Altoids all over his lap. Oh, God. And, like, and he just lets it go. And then, like, the cop comes up and he's like, What seems to be the problem, officer? As but the then, officer like, gets in the back he car. gets in the back seat. And he's like, Cheap aftershave, bad tie, or something along the lines. Like, 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 he recognizes the guy as state police. And the guy reveals his name is Lieutenant Stone with the Racketeering and Corruption Task Force. And then asks Uh-oh, Nate. Oh, cop. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and Nate and asks what Nate's business is in Florida. 
which this actor that is playing Lieutenant Stone is uh, on this actually like the actor was on the same team as or the same football team as Rudy from like that movie like Rudy from the movie never heard of it yeah. and also played ice hockey with Dean Devlin for 15 years so yeah so then Nate, of course, gets in smart-ass mode, and it's like, I like the outlet malls. And But Stone's like, we know you just came from a meeting with Dennis Retzing, and, and like, why is an insurance guy making a deal with that family? And then Nate puts, like, two to two together, and it's like, I like, 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 like you're trying to get him on a Rico charge? Like you could have get him on the fraud. Like, wow, that's just great. And Stone's like Like, we'll get him. And if you and your people are around when the hammer comes down, you'll you'll basically be arrested too. Nate <laughs> Is in like, like, you don't have anything. Look, like you're fishing. You're fishing, right? <laughs> like, he is about pissing his pants. <laughs> I love when they just doesn't, isn't phased by boys. Yeah, because then, like, Stone gets out, goes to the driver window, and it's like, and is like, I know two things about you, Nate about you nathan ford your trouble and a drunk and then like he hits nate's head against the steering wheel which he fucking deserved fair true and says other one is enough to make me not trust you so and as he leaves nate goes right back to drinking and like puts a little alcohol on the table well, yeah, he just got his head smashed in the steering wheel. He's got to take care of that. Yeah. Which I guess Tim actually, like, Tim Hutton actually got hit. I mean, to be fair, like, that, that hit seemed pretty real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering, like, his reaction. <laughs> yeah, so. um That looked like it hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, back at the hospital. Or so they're at the hospital, and Parker is the patient because Dennis chose a female name, and Sophie can't play both parts. So Nate walks in, and Nate, Sophie asks if he's okay. Nate's like, everything's fine. So Hardison is in like the control room, I think is what it's called. Oh, sorry. He, he just opens a curtain revealing himself and just like and he's hacked into the machine but he can't ghost an image that would fool a doctor and Nate like they try brainstorming which would be like giving Parker a fake tumor which would involve injecting her head with contrast dye and letting it pull in her head but not so nice side effects so plan B and what are the side effects? Uh, stroke, 
stroke, stroke death and death like symptoms. Death like symptoms? Like, <laughs> like death, death yeah, like symptoms. Like, play to me. <laughs> so, uh, in this office, or this like MRI room office thing, is the hardest working room in show business, which is basically the same room that they set just differently every episode. And apparently, like, this is actually how, like, this actually would work, what Elliot suggests here, because they consulted not only an MRI tech, a nurse tech, and a neurosurgeon, and an oncologist, who happened to be one of the writer's father, so, yeah. So, Elliot suggests, like, getting another chamber, putting a brain, the tumor in that one, and cross the wires, those boys are looking at each other like, how the fuck do you know that? Now it's like, <laughs> I dated a neurologist. Typical boy. Typical boy. Dated Which, like, with. How the, Which, like, how the fuck did Elliot get with a neurologist? I mean, it's fucking Oklahoma. He's smooth as hell. True. But even like I'm sitting here like, Elliot, how long is your longest relationship? Probably however long you dated Amy. True. True. That explains why she would be super salty. <laughs> yep. But I mean, he did kind of accidentally ghost her. But to be fair, that wasn't exactly his fault. Yeah, but he could have like written her a letter or something. And Do you not think he could have been? I, I don't think he could have written her a letter when he was, but in whatever freaking hellhole he was in. Nobody could have told her what happened after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. So don't call her free, dude. But Parker is like a little, like Parker's kind of. Like Parker's like a little bit turned on about about the fact that like Ellie dated her a neurologist. I mean, weren't we all? Even Sophie's smiling. Like, okay. oh, how sweet! You dated a neurologist. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> What was that, babe? Probably didn't date her. He probably just slept with her. <laughs> uh, fair point. Fair point. So Hardison knows says that there's a machine in the next week they can tap. Nate agrees to the plan, and basically they gotta secure the chamber they're in and the next one. Make sure the comms work with the magnetic interference because. If you don't know how an MRI works, it is basically one giant magnet, which is why you're not around and around and around in a giant circle. As someone who's been in multiple MRIs in her young life, and I have knocked out hell. for my MRI because I had a panic it, attack. It vibrates so much. Oh, I fucking broke down in one, like literally sobbing my eyes out due I to did pain. Too. I did too. I had to get knocked out. My MRIs are actually incredibly difficult because I have um, medicine. I have a medical pump 
about so they gotta like shut the whole thing off shut the whole system off for my medicine delivery for me to do the mri and uh, then after my mri they gotta turn it back on that's not like instantaneous like no. fix either because it, it, it takes a, a minute to turn it off and then you have to do the MRI, which takes yeah. freaking forever. Yeah, because and then yeah. it takes a couple minutes to turn it back on. Yeah. Yeah, for but like for me, um, I had to get it's like two or three minutes without contrast, and then I had to get one with contrast, which is an additional three minutes in the fucking machine. Oh yeah, the contrast. I can't then, remember. Yeah, when they they tried to they tried to put it in my arm right here, but they couldn't because I was so dehydrated. Uh, so they got right here on the side of my thumb. Mm -hmm. This poor MRI tech guy, like he literally. Oh, I felt so bad for the MRI tech when yeah, they did mine because I was just sobbing. He stuck me still three my fucking times. Second time couldn't get it. Third time he got it. The, sec the second time he pulled it out, I lifted off of that MRI table sideways and into the nurse. I was I was crying my eyes out. Right. It was I it was I was yeah. In a what did it for me was well I had um, it was for my heart because I had an aortic and well one I had an aortic coarcation, just basically a narrowing of the aorta and basically. They needed to get an MRI of my heart so they could see what it like looked like before they went in to put my stent in. And so yeah, I got I was really claustrophobic in mine. I mean, I've had MRI since I was little, um, but it's still the fucking machine. It's loud as hell, and no matter how loud they have that music cranked up. In the headphones, I can still hear. The I didn't. Get, I didn't get music for mine. I no, do. I get music for mine, which is awesome. But I had a. I was there was one time that I needed to get it, and this was post brain surgery number three, and the the halo part of it was pushing into my shoulders, causing me yeah. severe pain. Yeah, I had a... Um, and I basically, I started crying in the machine, and they were like, sweetheart, you need to stay still. I was like, I can't. I'm in a lot of pain. I just had bad anxiety. They were like, it's just a couple more minutes, and then you'll be done. And it's like, I, I can't stay still. I'm sorry. I'm going to be crying because I'm in a lot of pain. But part yeah. of that, don't you understand? And he's like, yeah. okay, just kind of try to hold still, and... They finally, yep. finally got a decent picture. Um, after a minute or two, I managed to calm down. And then they take me out of it, put the contrast dye in, and my dad went and got me fucking M&Ms from the vending machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make me feel better. Yeah, you're sitting there, you're like, I can't hold still. Because I, I physically can't hold still. Like, my muscles just don't allow me to stay perfectly still. Like Yeah, I, I, I twitch a little bit. Yeah, my, my muscles yeah, are capable of holding still, so it's like, you need to hold still. I'm like, I have cerebral palsy. It is physically impossible for me to hold still. Yeah. The only way I'm going to be able to hold still is if you tie me down. And or like, knock you out. Yeah. 
which anesthesia is its own complicated yeah. thing, but like that, yeah. it's kind of hard to see with the glare, but this, this is my, a 3D MRI of my heart. And if you can see, it might be hard to tell with the glare, but there's these like branches, like this is the main aorta here. This is like the ventricles. And if you can see branching from like the aorta, there's these like smaller branches. And you can see right here is where the narrowing is. So these yeah, forms because Cause that is narrow. Uh, yeah, because a normal heart, the aorta is wide. Yeah. Yours is narrower at the top. It's like somebody took a straw and bent it at one end. Yeah. Yeah. Which as if you tr ever tried drinking from a straw that's been bent and cracked. It's really hard. It's it's hard. So you can <laughs> So, yeah, so, but they had, so yeah, I had the stent put in, which, and to like get the, um, the right, and to get to like the artery, um, they went through my, like my thigh here, inserted a balloon first up there, blew it up, or like blew up the balloon yeah, to, and like, stretch it. To put a, to put a stent in your yeah. heart, you go to the cast lab. Yeah, so they they knocked well, you out. <laughs> they kind of figured I would have to have like the stent put in, but they had to try with the balloon first. Mm -hmm. So then they put the stent in. So if you see an extra, because I also have scoliosis, so um, if you see like my back, because I get full body back X-rays, or I used to to get like the measurement, and you can see it looked like it looks like chicken wire where my heart is so i have to like warn the tech beforehand like hey i have like a stent in my aorta so when they look at the x-ray they're not panicking i love how we just don't yeah personal crap yes sorry yeah I, sorry. yeah I and i and i have to do the same thing with mri because i have two shunts yeah uh this one works and it ha it's got a little bit of metal in the reservoir yeah. but it's it's yeah. very very small amount and yeah. so i have to tell them about it yes yeah, so they can prepare yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay. and what they yeah and what they do is they actually just wrap a blanket around my head yeah like the lead <laughs> kind of like kind of like cushion my head and stuff but yeah it's weird so, right, carry continuing on so i don't know why we talked about that for so long but continuing on who cares <laughs> true uh, basically, so yeah, columns work with the magnetic interference and send me in with the red sinks, and they need a brain. So they gotta go find a good brain. Exactly, and they leave. Harson and Parker are, or Harson and Sophie are just not computing this like at all. Parker's like, oh, he's definitely getting creepier. <laughs> So they're in the waiting room and Nate is sitting right next to someone who is Jonathan Brakes in <laughs> neck brace because uh, if you couldn't tell by my squeal, I love that man. He's awesome. <laughs> well, that is because when they basically breaks through the cameo because they were like, how are we supposed to show that Nate's in the waiting room? 
oh, let's have him sit by someone. Like, we're going to have an extra act all that? Isn't this, like, the... Franks! <laughs> and this one's fine, Franks. Yeah. Isn't this the first or second cameo that we get with Franksy? This is the first. <laughs> yeah, this is the first. Because... Awesome. Yeah, because Jonathan Franks was directing the next episode, The Wedding Job. Okay. Because they sh- it they shot it out of order, too. Which is freaking annoying. Yeah. So it's hard to keep track of, like, what orders what. But, uh, now, John Frakes was preparing for the, uh, the wedding job shoot because this is actually the first episode that they shot when they came back. Because they shot the pilot. Writer strike happened. I think they shot. I think they shot Homecoming Job. Or they shot like. Or it was just like right after they came back, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But what's funny is. And also the. Or, yeah, so the Elliot's or Nate's asking as well if like. Like Parker's ready, and if like Elliot like got the brain, not asking how. Oh, he got the brain. Yeah. Yeah. Do I want to know? know? No. No. Like how? I was like, you really want to know? Nope. Nope. (laughs) But what's funny is part of like the deleted scenes that are on the DVD is bloopers. Because for some freaking reason, Tim Hutton could just not act around Jonathan Franks. <laughs> I mean, he it was freaking hard because it's his bot. He wasn't kind of. even doing nothing. All I Franks know. is doing is like looking just over, sitting there, just chilling, looking over, He's just chilling with the neck with the full neck brace on. Nate ain't slick. <laughs> To be fair, there are a few people that I probably would fail in acting or singing around, so it makes sense. Sure. I mean, like, for me, like, I don't know why this popped into my head, but there's a moment in ConCon where... Oh my god. Yeah, uh, we go. Talk about fan fiction. This is gonna be I, I'm sorry, but it, it came up because I, I'm writing the scene where my character has to go on a supply run for Elliot for some fucking reason. And the guy in... What, the in... dude can't do his own shopping? Damn. No, he's in the middle of something, like, tied up, literally. Uh, fucking oh, literally God. tied up. And he's like, I need you to go get this for me. And I'm like, alright, fine, doing... I'll do it. Like, what is he's it? He's doing the tying up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, He's like, I need you to go. Get, I need you to go get this, this, and this from this little shop. This is the guy that you're looking for. And I go down the street, around the corner, through Bourbon Street, and across the hall, across the the street a little ways um, from the Lalaurie Mansion. And this little like diagon alley 
freaking shop and I walk in and there's Franksy. He's the shop owner and he hands me all I need. I didn't have to say a word. He just hands me a stack of stuff. (laughs) First take goes perfectly, like kind of perfectly. Like I drop the stuff and I'm like, son of a bitch. And he looks at me, he's like, that'll be a quarter. And I'm like, screw you. And he's like, two. And I'm like, and then third take, I, I turn around. I don't, second, middle of the second take, I turn around, I just storm out. I'm like, I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> and then I hear from Video Village, Alex, get your ass back in there. <laughs> and guess who it was? Dean. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I yell, no, make oh, me. No. And then I hear, Christian? And I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I hear I hear Cam laughing their ass off at me. And because you and the, both of you are sitting off to the side just talking. And, like, because I pass you as I go into the shop. Um, and I hear you guys laughing. Next thing I know, I see Christian storming towards me. And I pull back to the shop. I jump over the little baby counter next to Franksy. I hide behind him. I was like, hide me! And he's like, I ain't helping you out too hard. I'm like, come on! And I turn and I run down the hallway. Somehow make it to the back of this thing. And the next thing I know, I literally run face first into freaking Aldous. Oh my god! Because he's trying, he's sneaking in through the back, and I run right into him, <laughs> and he knocks me on my ass. <laughs> uh, right, let's carry on. Let's carry on. So Sophie's getting Parker ready to like play the patient. It is like asking she needs a minute because like those scenes are demanding. I was like, don't I just pretend I'm dead? Oh, Sophie coaches Parker about how it's like owning the space and to like help she, she suggests it a too literal yeah because to like help parker get in the right headspace she suggests thinking of a sad moment like i don't know when your father when her father died and parker just fucking laughs i love parker sociopath much i mean didn't we already know that I mean, well, she is. She blew up the house as a kid. Yeah. For a fucking teddy bear. No, the bunny! Yeah, the bunny, whatever. But you can see there's like a moment where Sophie's looking at Parker laughing. And it's like, what the fuck? No, uh, people have different relationships with death and losing loved ones. And as long as they're dealing with it in a healthy way, what's the harm? But yeah, the fact that she smiled is kind of unnerving. It's kind of yeah. scary. Yeah. But she is 20 pounds of crazy after all. And a five pound bag. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm too tired to deal with this. <laughs> All right, continuing on. Sorry. So Nate meets with Dennis and they head into the MRI room. Meanwhile, Harson and Elliot are preparing the body. And Harson bickering like an old married couple. Harson feels this like big ass syringe with orange liquid. And they're bickering about who over who gets to stab the stabby stab cadaver. the corpse. And they decide to settle it with rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> But if it's funny, is before they like go into rock paper scissors, Elliot just stabs the guy. <laughs> he just, just sticks it literally into the dead guy's like, body. Sticks yeah. it. Just like hold this. Yeah, but Elliot wins because apparently he has to tell in rock paper he scissors. He does though. Yeah. And Hardison fails miserably. He he does a a, a thing with his eyes. I noticed. Hardison does before he overcalculates in his head and it shows in his eyes. So that's mm. the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Parker, which I guess I'll just improvise like the bit of the ending where he stabs. It's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, like he is so grossed out by this. Yeah. He's like, so, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Shoves it. Yeah. Oh, hell. <laughs> Yes. So, yeah, that so makes they it get, yeah, yeah. So they like do this thing. Parker gets in the MRI machine. Dennis comments about how dead Parker's eyes look. What? What? You skipped over my favorite part of the syringe thing. Oh, he flips his face. He spins yeah. his syringe. I forgot. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. How, how much more of that? The CK just does that, and he doesn't even like. Think he about does. If, if, he does. Because I do the he same does. thing. No, he did I it with the bat. He did it with the fucking syringe. Spatula. The unmentionable do... object. Oh god, the unmen the. <laughs> because I'll just be sitting there having a conversation with people, and I'll just be doing this. I can't wait for for more Hardison Elliot old married couple bickering in season yeah. two. I laughed. So hard, and I, I laughed so my ass off he, at that when he did the spinny thing with the fucking syringe. I was like, <gasps> "See, I'm not that good, but I can, I can, do I can without thinking about it." Yeah, it's entertaining uh, to watch. Learn. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for season two, the redemption. Continue on. <laughs> so, yeah, but the image does end up passing inspection, but the doctors doesn't give no. Does it give a specific time? The doctor's just like, I'm surprised she's not dead already. Yeah. You know, she says it's like not long. But because of this, Dennis is like, fine, she's gonna die. We still don't know when. So he's not even like biting at this point. So like Sophie goes to take Dennis's side and is like trying to hook Dennis. But then Nate acts like he got a phone call that like someone died and it's like the big one. And meanwhile, back at like the MRI table, Harson and Elliot, Parker goes to like sit down. They move 
to like give Parker room, and she just plants her plants herself right in between them. It's Parker. She's got no sense of social. She's like a cat. Personal boundaries are true. She's like a cat. If I fit, I sit. Exactly. I mean, like who? I mean, who, who would want to give up personal space when you? When it's like, for me, like yeah. the way that like I wrote Natasha into that scene, mm-hmm. she took place of Parker and literally sat on top of Elliot. <laughs> just he, like I don't get enough yeah, room, he, so I'm just gonna sit like, right here. He, so she sits mm-hmm. on his on his on his knees and well, leans back what's a little one bit. One lucky thing and, is. And he just—I like, have my he chair. Has his arms crossed. Yeah, he's got his arms crossed. I constantly have a chair. At her back. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I hate all exactly. of you. Exactly. I ain't got to worry about a seat because I got a mobile one. I hate all of you. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> all right. Anything. Really oh, yeah. Go to bed. His hair is so fucking long. I oh, know. I want to braid it. I want to braid his hair. Alex, send that to me. I'm gonna chop it off because it's too freaking long. My hair was that longer than that. And it's not <laughs> anymore for a reason. I mean, I mean, like so was mine. I could, it's I not could for a reason. Mine, I don't want it. So yeah. Anyways, so and Elliot's. But like Elliot hears that like this conversation phone conversation is going on and he's like, What are you doing? Like, what's he doing? And so Dennis then tries to like ask for his cut of the money. And at first they argue a bit about it, but Nate ends up giving Dennis a hundred thousand dollars, which pisses Parker off. She's like because as soon as like she hears money. that like he's handing like giving money to Dennis, she's like, "What is he doing?" And just storms out. She runs out. Elliot, but, but then Elliot sees she's Parker. leaving. She's like, "Oh hell no!" And follows her. Like, that's you see the look on his face, like, "Oh hell!" And follows her out. So as Dennis and Nate are arguing, yeah, or are talking you, you about got, this, you got Nate Parker goes out in the hallway. Elliot she's, just she's goes over, Dennis, so picks her up, <laughs> or like, like hugs her from behind. Just like, no, nope, picks her on. ass up and moves her off. <laughs> but you can see Nate kind of like, get her out of here, like get, move, move. And then Elliot just comes in like, nope, move. Moves. <laughs> You know, so like, well, like after Elliot leaves, Hardison talks to the dead guy, which is again improv by Aldous. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, so funny. There's the way she's like, she just like, what is he doing? Walks out. Uh, oh, hell. Follows her out. Hardison's <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here. Oh, no, 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 for fuck's sake. Where'd, fuck's where'd sake. they go? Fuck's sake. Uh, I, I was distracted. Where'd they go? I don't know. 
Lex. Hold on, we're trying to get Alex back. <laughs> uh, of course, the whole like picking up to like stop somebody from doing something stupid. Of course, reminded me of Elliot or no, of Christian Kane and Rachel Minor and Hyde. <laughs> Just had to break the when Rachel. Yeah. Okay, but why is it always Alex that has the technical difficulties? Yeah, I don't know. But go back. It's, it's like when he picks up. That he does pick up Rachel differently. Like when he picks up Parker, he like. Is like under her chest and lifts up, but when um, <laughs> when he lifts up, uh, when he grabs and picks up uh, Rachel Minor, he like throws her over his shoulder just, and just plops. Like, nope. You get your ass back. And no murder. <laughs> like, no murder. And then flops her ass in the, in the back of the car. Like she's on timeout. Oh, that's funny. Okay, hold on. We're trying to get Alex back in here. Uh, hold on. Yeah, there we go. I don't know what, what happened? happened. I don't know. Apparently, my computer hates me more than I and it kicked me out of the program. Sounds like you need a new computer. Or internet. Different internet. This thing isn't even that old. Yeah. Alright, so Harry and I, we were just talking about Christian Kane and Hyde and looked and picking up. No, you were talking about it. I was tooting you out. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So in a, in a in a certain scene that I like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. tooting you out again. So carrying on. So Dennis is saying how he's got to move some accounts around, but then Nate's like, like, like he breaks the deal off, but lets Dennis keep the check. Yeah, I'm out of tea. I had tea in here. I don't want to get more for some reason. No. no. Finish this episode. Fine. So everyone's back at the hotel, sitting. Nate's sitting in this white chair. He's sitting in a white chair, but he's wearing black, and he has the black fedora. Which, again, we get the black and white theme. <laughs> and he has his fancy glass of alcohol. 
And Parker's even, like, everyone's pissed. But Parker's pacing. She's like, All right, let me get this straight. We had half a million for our clients. We didn't take it. You've given the mark 100 grand of our money, my money, and it's like it's the stall, like it's a basic stall. Parker, like that stalls for when someone's on the hook, which is like why they're upset. It's because Nate's like trying to hook Dennis when he's not even hooked. Arson's like, like, what about like Papa Bear? Like, like Henry has like Dennis can't even take a leave without like Henry signing off on it. Like, how are we supposed to get the money? And it's like, you gotta trust me. You've done it before and with your lives. And Elliot snaps for good reason. Yes, I, I would have said he snaps. Smacks the table, and is like, "Not when you're drunk." And he's fucking laughing, like, "Come on!" You know, it's like, like you're not in, in control of yourself, Nate. And he's like, "Oh, so like, oh, so you're gonna control me now? Is that it?" No, it's like, nah. Like, I ain't your daddy. You can drink yourself into a coma as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but you take me down with you, then it's my problem. I'm going to ignore that. Oh, okay. man, I love Matt Elliott. I'm ignoring the thought. Yes, Matt Elliott. Hot. I'm ignoring Keep going. Keep going. the words. I'm carrying But then Nate says that Elliot. Like, he's like, you talk too much. You should go, like, you should skip some rope. And Elliot's, like, has the attitude of, like, he's like, excuse me. But it's the attitude of, say it again, I fucking dare you. Am I the only one that would have said it again just to see what he would do? He's like, say it again, I fucking dare you. Yeah, that's true. He even does the. That's the attitude. He, he's got the eyes. Like, he's, got, he's got the eye thing. Like I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna hurt you. Say that again. Say it again. I dare like, you. Come on. Like, say, say it again. It. Say one I more time. You. Say it one more time. It does. Bring like, it. You should go skip some rope. Elliot snaps out of his seat, yells, "Like skip some rope! I'll skip your drunk ass off this marble floor." <laughs> that was kind of hot. <laughs> So, but Sophie gets in between Elliot and Nate, but she's not making eye contact with Elliot at all. She's looking down to the sun. Is like, she's like, I need to talk to Nate. And Elliot leaves in a huff. Like, yeah, alone. He wants to punch Nate. He's pissed. He's gonna walk away. But yeah, but here's the thing: when Elliot storms over to beat the ever-loving hell out of Nate, which I would love to do at this point. They get like this close to each other, like nose to nose, pretty much. And I'm like, I would have been laughing. I would have been uncomfortable and I would have been laughing. Uh, the Sophie Elliott shippers. I, I, if I was in that scene, I would have broken and laughing. Oh, I would have smacked Nate. I would have elbowed him where the sun doesn't shine. Like, I would have smacked him, him when he showed away. up to the briefing drunk. 
But there is actually, they did. I would have taken a ruler and smacked him over the head with it. Yeah. So apparently there's a take of Christian, like, throwing the chair as he leaves. But they ended up not, but they ended up not using that take because. Well, that would have been funny. It actually does make sense because the idea of Elliot's character is that he is capable of violence, but he can reel it in. Yeah, you can tell just in his eyes he wanted to do something. He wanted to do something to Nate, but his better judgment told him not to. He's like, yeah, I want to do something. That's Elliot's thing right is now. he can reel it in. Yeah, like he's I just know the, he's capable of violence. The. the the switch in his head flipped immediately. He's like, wait, no, he's not worth it. He ain't worth it. He'll, like, he'll nope, sober up. I need it real uh, in. No, I, I was like, he's not worth my time right now. Yeah. I need to, I need to get some air. Yeah. But Sophie sits down on the arm of the sofa and Nate's immediately like, don't give me the we're all a family speech. And Sophie's like, no speeches, just a question. Is this helping you? If you give Wayne Scott his house, what do you lost? Or if you give Wayne Scott what he lost, will you be satisfied? It's like, you know me. I can do this. So it's like, I knew you two years ago. And it's like, I'm still the same person. So it's like, no, you're not. No, you ain't. Even Then Nate says like, no, I'm not. And then Sophie stands up. She she just looks at Nate. And then leaves. And, and she Nate, has kind of like this subtle look of like disappointment in her eyes of like, where's the man that I, I used to know that was a good guy? Yes. I almost interpreted more as a bit of heartbreak. Because we see that well for me it's a, it's a mix of both it's a mix of both of heartbreak and also disappointment yeah because the thing with because Nate she knows that he's capable of better yes yeah he's capable of better but she knows deep down that he won't change if unless he wants to yeah yeah and also the thing with Nate and Sophie's relationship is they each have idealized versions of each other. Yep. Different and perceptions. Like, and Sophie is seeing, yeah. like she's really like started to see now that Nate's not the same man that she fell in love with. And the heartbreak, I think, comes from the fact that Sophie's realizing that there's no way that she can love this version of Nate. Because Nate is not the same person that she knew two years ago. So, yeah. But... There's also an interesting Elliot, interesting analyzing the Elliot Nate dynamic, where 
Elliot's so far the only one, like him and Sophie are the only ones who can get away with calling Nate out on his shit. Right. Which Nate doesn't like At it, this obviously. Point, yeah. But that's where like the respect between those two come from comes from is that yeah. Elliot isn't afraid to call it as he sees it. True. Which I mean that in- kind of for me, that kind of brought up I didn't write this down, but now I'm thinking about it, it's like he kind of sees that, yeah, Nate his commanding officer at this point. He's like, yeah. 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 He's he's in command. He's in charge. (laughs) But I don't have, I don't like him, but I respect that he's in this position of power that he could, he could tell me to leave if he wanted to. Yeah, because, but I'm, I trust him enough that I could say what's on my mind of like, yeah, you're, you're throwing all of us under the bus at this point by acting the way that you are. Yeah, like you're out of control and it's affecting us. You need to get your head out yeah, of your ass. He knows. He knows and, that Nate won't yeah. take it out on him in a way that he can take the he can take the hit if they come, but he knows that Nate won't do it. Yeah, because he respects them. Yeah, which there's and I didn't make that connection until I rewatched it. Yeah, but there's this uh, bit of irony here where Elliot, out of all the team, Elliot's. Ironically, probably the most honest one out of them, but the most to hide. Like he's the most honest about who he who he is as a person right. and what his values are as a person. Even though he has the most to hide. Yep. He's like, yeah. So I just find that a bit ironic. And this also relates to the theme of control with Elliot having to like reel in. And that's the reason he like, like it goes off on Nate, softening up like Nate so that Sophie can go in with like the heart to heart. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is, it's really the moment where you can see that like these got where you could definitely tell that like these guys are all loners and like they enjoy working as a team but like it's against their nature yep. which is why like this whole thing is like again this is probably the yeah, closest like, we again, see like them mm-hmm. like to be at, in this in this moment in time yeah this is the closest we've seen them as uh, this is the closest we've seen unit, them like but, walking away. What? Yeah. Um. But like what we when we said earlier, it's like literally it's because of Jupinich that this this pack of lone wolves is a pack now. At this point, yeah. they're a force team at this moment, yeah, and but- they keep coming back to each other because. They know they like it. the hard like, Yeah, we're we're better together. We can get things done. Yeah, in a way better yeah. manner, in way yeah. better Though planned out manner than by ourselves. So exactly that's why. Yeah, that's why it's so fragile. Is because they're going against their nature. 
So, yeah, yeah interesting. Then, so, well, at this moment, yeah, they're <laughs> sorry for yawning. I'm, I'm exhausted. Um, but they're building this the trust foundation at this point right now. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. Continuing on. So it's now morning. Nate gets a phone call from Dennis. It says he's in. He says he's in. And Dennis buys in for $5 million. And tells Nate to meet him at the bank. And back at the Red Sings house, Henry and Randy discover that Dennis is trying to transfer $5 million. So Henry decides to move the money where he can't get it. But the cops are listening. So, Nate then calls Elliot, who is at the bank with Hardison, and Hardison or Elliot is dressed as like a tourist, like the flower button-up shirt, sunglasses, <laughs> and says like, "We got a problem because Henry and Randy are at the bank." And an employee leaves to print out paperwork for them. And, like, I think it's the teller leaves them. But someone goes over. Like, a security guard comes over telling Henry someone smashed the windows of his Hummer. We then see who we think is named Pam, giving the paperwork to Randy. Or we see someone is giving the paperwork to Pam. They can kind of tell it's Parker. Yep. But you, you, you don't exactly know. But Henry leaves to go deal with this, having Randy deal with the paperwork. But as Henry goes to leave, Dennis and Nate walk in, which causes, like, an argument about, because Henry reveals that, like, they moved the money and transferred all the signatory and Henry transferred all his signatory power to Randy. Which Dennis is like, you like fucking idiot. Because Dennis is the more careful one. Like he has everything <laughs> in just the right place. So he doesn't get yep. in trouble. Yep. Which is why like Dennis is pissed. And then Randy comes over being like he's like he's being like pissy. He's like a timer throwing a tantrum. <laughs> yeah, because then Dennis and Randy get into a fight, kicking each other, like in the middle of the fucking bank. <laughs> and funny thing, it's like, uh, everyone out now. <laughs> and like, he's basically, you see Elliot he leave. Basically like, y'all get out now. Get like, the hell out, out now. Things are about to go down. Yeah. But what's funny is the way Hardison walks by, he's kind of like, we'll say, like, I ain't seen nothing. It's like, just not in my business. Could you regularly make it any more even fucking obvious, Hardison? So, back at the Red Sings, Dennis and Randy are new nursing their rooms with ice and scotch. And first, Henry's phone starts ringing. And then uh, Dennis's phone rings, and they're both like trying to figure out what happened because they're both panicking over like the check bouncing and like what's going on. 
So Dennis hangs up the phone saying like he'll call the guy back later. And Dennis is like, what did you do? Like, did you sign something? And he's like, just the Winter Edge Games deal. Like, I can write all the che- I can write all the checks that I want now. And just like, screw the games. You just signed away controlling interest in the company. And like, Dennis grabs the backs of the paperwork. Yeah, the and, and that moment of realization when he grabs the paper. Yeah, because like, Randy's like, oh, I just signed the deal crap. with Lena, who's which is so alias. <laughs> And there's also a weird ninja zoom when Dennis hands Randy the paperwork. But at this episode, this is the episode that started this role in the writer's room of no fax machines in the third act. Because apparently they're a pain in the ass. So we get flashback to Hardison messing with the printer so that Parker hand get the paperwork and hand the paperwork over to Brandy. And Sophie goes in close the Winter Edge Games deal. And as Dennis is reading the paperwork, he explains that Brandy has transferred 51% of the corporate power to Sophie. And Henry's just gasping, like he just saw his dog has destroyed the pillows. Like, <laughs> what did you do? Like, it was your fucking fault. <laughs> like, you left Randy on his own, the idiot one. What did you think would happen? Yeah, right. Of course the idiot's gonna do something stupid. Yeah. And Dennis realizes like Yeah. Like they were set up and and like they wanted Henry to find out that like he what he was up to so we transferred powered Randy and like Randy did the rest. So what's funny is Dennis goes to leave, which I'm assuming was to like get air. But he walks out, goes out of frame, because there's like a yeah, there's there's a like a a bit behind a wall to like go out of the door. And you like he goes out of frame, and then he just starts walking backwards as Stone has like his badge in his face <laughs> as they come in. And they arrest Henry under like the Rico Act. And Henry gets coughed. And Dennis is like, How did you know we were, he was going to make that transfer? So then we get a flashback to the conversation he had with Nate. And there was a whole chunk of the scene cut, which after Nate accuses Stone of fishing, he suggests. He's like, like, give me two days to like do my thing. One minor transgression, you got him. Boom, me out of the way. And yes, yeah, so that was, yeah. So as they're like walk away, Dennis 
tells Henry to like shut up as he's being locked out because he's acting like a Scooby Doo villain. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of acting like a Scooby Doo villain. Like, I just I mean, had to move the money. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. I had to move the money. And Dennis is like, shut the fuck up. And then Nate calls oh, Dennis. It, it is kind of very a la Scooby Doo. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> so Nate calls Dennis and, and Dennis picks the phone. And Nate's like, Did you look at the names? He's like, What? Nate's like, The names on the list. They're the names of the families that lost their homes to you, your victims. Which is the ultimate, like, I know you don't give a fuck about what you do because had you actually read the list, you would have known who these people were. Yep. All the victims. Yeah. And can I admit, it can, I have to say something. In this moment, he's got a very... The Mark has a very punchable face at this point. Like, mm-hmm. he's, like, dumbfounded and I'm like, I'm gonna punch you. With the yeah. chair. Yeah, Dennis is arguing, like, it won't hold up in court and Brand- as Brandy is a comp tip and Nate's like... But then Nate reveals the kicker, which is that Dennis is, is good with the book, so he declared his family's home a corporate asset. For a tax break. For a tax break, yep. And because, but because Nate controls, basically controls the sh- most, almost, almost half of the, sh- over a half the shares of the company, he can take it. <laughs> so, we then cut to Nate here. I'm sorry, I've been sitting for too long, so I'm my leg. You're fine. So we cut over to Nate handing over the keys to the Scots, and they're ha- they're hugging, happy. Yeah, they got the home. They got a home back. And Harrison's crying. Aww. But passing it off as like the Florida air. Oh, <laughs> the geek then, has emotion. Yeah. Nate then meets up with Sophie. He makes a comment like, it was a nice touch. It's like, uh, you know, it's a symbolic thing. And Sophie points out that Nate never used to go for the theatrics. Nate says he's changed. Sophie's like, you're still a mess. And And then Sophie says, like, you know, like, they might not stick around and back you up one of these days. And Sophie also means herself. Like she says, like, and like, and me. And it's like, are you threatened to bail on me, Sophie? And Sophie says, give me a reason to stay. And then walks away. Leaving Nate just standing there. Like an idiot. Yeah, and that's actually the name of the episode. Or the end of the episode, sorry. So, 
Yeah, which Sophie, you can do better. And yet she ends up marrying him. Well, I mean, he becomes less of an ass by that point. But still. Because he actually processed and did put in the work. We'll get into that later. (laughs) So. So as I kind of said earlier, this is the second episode shot in regular order. And we also got some different duos this episode because we got like Sophie and Parker, we got Elliot and Parker, we got Nate and Harrison. Sorry. No, we got Nate and Harrison's, which are like duos we don't always get to see, so that was fun. And these bad guys are is based on a real like bad guys, a real father and like a real like, I think it was a father and his sons as well. Who actually did this? So yeah, and this episode does dive into idealize. Oh, that sickens me. The fact yeah, that this was based off of a real thing. Yeah. Oh, we're there's gonna be a few episodes I know where we're gonna be like, like this shit's actually actually real. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like a lot more episodes than we think. Yeah, it it is a lot more than we think. And, yeah, as I kind of mentioned earlier, this episode really dives into the idealized relationship between Nate and Sophie. And I I don't know if you noticed this, but... So, Dennis actually never gets screwed over. Like, like if you think about it, like True. Dennis never actually, he never really got screwed over. Like he was actively taking steps to make sure that he didn't get screwed over. And he doesn't, it's Randy and Henry because Randy's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And Henry is too, which actually makes sense because like at first they were gonna, like Randy was the original Mark. But once they realized like like the whole thing like operation is Dennis's and they realized the, like how big the scale is. Yeah. And it Dennis became like a became, Yeah, Dennis became the better mark because they could get a bigger payout. Yeah. But I think they realized that Dennis was, was the harder mark. Which also uh, something that was pointed out to me or pointed out during uh, a different podcast is uh, like these Dennis is I don't know if you notice this but if the the bad guys that are inherently more dangerous are the ones who have already committed 
crimes and flaunt it. Because like if you think about it, like Dubenich had already done the crime and gotten away with it technically. So he thought he was in the clear. Um, the in the homecoming job, the said the congressman and the defense contractor. The defense contractor was the original mark, but once they described the congressman, they decided to go after him. But they turned yep. those marks on each other. Yeah. Still, like, gotten away with the crime already. Like, they had gone away with the crime. They were just doing the cleanup, essentially. Yeah. And what made, but what made those two dangerous was the fact that, like, they have intel, and as Elliot, as Elliot had said, like they have trigger pullers and they have intel, but which is what made them dangerous, right? In, I feel like a mark that knows that they're gonna that thinks that they're gonna get away with it is the most dangerous because they're they're cocky, they're. Which inherently makes them the easier mark. And, and they slip up more. Yeah. Because you get cocky is when you slip up. Yep. But someone like Dennis who is like treading the fine line between going into illegal territory but just on this side of legal like one fuck up and he's done. So I mean the the funny thing is is that karma has a way of showing its face whether you want it to or not in the show. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just interesting to think about how like the if you notice cuz like this is like like these guys like this mark like they kind of gave the team a run for their money. Oh, definitely. A bit. Definitely. Which we haven't really seen that because, like, the other marks, like, have either, like, gotten away with the crime already or are actively committing crimes. Yeah. And even, like, like Moscone from The Wedding Job, like, he was dangerous because he was already committing crimes and knew like he was still actively committing crimes. So it's just interesting to consider that when going into other episodes about like which marks give the team sort of run for their money. Yeah, you got you got the yeah, easy they mark. have them. The, well, yeah, yeah, there's 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 two types of marks in this show. One that kind of knows that they're bad and they willingly admit it, and then there's the other type that doesn't really want to accept the fact that they're bad. 
but deep down they know it. And so they're going to try to deny it. And they know what they're doing. Is and those are the ones that are. Like, but they know. Exactly. They know it, but it's just on this side of legal, so it's okay. Yeah. But there's that inherent danger of exactly. being on this side of legal. That makes Mark harder to hook. Exactly. So, and apparently the crew, all right, my last note, apparently the crew learned the terrifying amount of con stuff you can actually do, like hacking a printer queue. And I end as, like, I nearly found out getting bank information because yeah, i was really little... scammed. or nearly scammed because i was trying to sell like my guitar and i was approached from or i oh, was yeah. approached this with is, an offer this, this is the guy that sent you money to pay for it or whatever and then he was like, oh, I sent it from the wrong account or whatever. Or no. No, no. Because, like, I messaged him and, like, I was going to do, like, uh, Zelle. So he was going to send me the money. But then, like, I had gotten an email saying that, like, they needed to send, like, more money. And then I sent some back to like as the refund but like if I, I was doing it then it wasn't working so then like as i kept trying to troubleshoot i was like like what is going on here but what did it for me was after trying like different cash thing like cash app that kind of stuff it wasn't working so then they asked for gift cards. Dead giveaway that you're being scammed. And that raised the yep. red flag in my brain. Because I was like, oh, why? Okay, this is suspicious. So then, like, it just passed it off that, like, I wasn't comfortable with that. And I, call my bank so when I called my bank luckily the reason why no money went through was because they had frozen my account because the transaction was flagged for fraud that's good they, they had your back <laughs> yes so but then like once like I realized that it, I was like, I nearly got scammed. I was like, really? Like, like I was kind of like ashamed because like you thought like I would have known better. But as it turns out, it is pretty fucking easy to scam somebody, even if like they know. I mean, even the like the the print scans and stuff like that. Uh, via email. Your scan. It's one of yeah. the most famous scams out there. Yeah. 
get people. That's why I have unknown unknown emails and stuff like that automatically go to my spam. Oh yeah, I did. Too. I got one just a month ago. I got one literally. I keep getting a month them ago, for like, and I was like, <laughs> I got. Yeah, I, and I, I said out loud for like promoting. I said out loud. I was like. I was like, I said out loud, I was like, <laughs> I see leverage. I ain't doing this. Uh-uh. No way. Because <laughs> even I'm like, because <laughs> even I've like, used some of this like, stuff. Like some of the stuff, like the concept I learned from leverage in real life. Like using confirmation bias. Yeah. And like using that to like help sell something or like like I even tried doing that when that community days. Like I used what I learned from leverage about how to gain someone's confidence, like how to gain someone's trust so you can like sell them something. Like I used that and it just like crap actually works. So it's just interesting to think about, like, how, like, a lot of this stuff is actually real. That you could yeah. do in real life and you would be terrified to know you could do it. Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of funny, but also kind of scary at the same time. Also. Uh, I was uh, recently the victim of an MLM. <laughs> no multi level marketing scheme. The thing where. Um, they brought up those, like, yeah, there was one episode that they wrote so well. To cover it. And they, yeah, they talked about the well, audio commentary. Um, they wrote it so well no, it was, that they got contacted by the actual authority. The damn job. <laughs> it was it was the last damn job. And they literally like contacted by like Homeland Security or some shit like that. Yep. Because it turns out that like Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> And a dam is actually a pretty damn effective way to get the dam shut down. So, yep. Oh, man, that's freaking hilarious. Oh, fuck. What? Dean liked it. Ah! Wait, he liked what? Um, the, the retweet of the live. Oh, shit. Shit, shit. Dude, do it, do it. No, okay, we're good. We're good still. We're good still. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, so that was all the notes I had. Three hours. Same here. I don't have any more. Yeah. Okay. I don't either. Okay. I'm, I'm just so, under three hours. Not too bad. Yes. Okay, so. I guess time to do the kind of close it down so I'd like to 
thank our parent company, NAFCO.org, our electrical consultants, WestPASystems.com. You can go ahead and support the, the podcast by buying a coffee on Ko-Fi, which is Films and Fandoms. Uh, you can view my website, KaylaSantelActing.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MissMovieFan underscore 67. You could follow me on TikTok at moviefan underscore 67. You could follow Alex on Instagram at alexcooper7241. You could follow Alex on Twitter at alex the underscore alleycat. And on TikTok at alex the alleycat. And you could follow Cameron on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Cameron underscore Jansen. Underscore. underscore. <laughs> I, right. I always forget that, that last underscore too. Alright, so overall, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. It's one of my favorites. Granted, yeah, I love this it. This show is my favorite, so I'm going to be saying yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I did like it. Yeah. But I will say my favorite part <laughs> was the freaking I ain't your daddy and his accent came out. I was <laughs> on the floor laughing. Oh, I was like, oh, Nate's about yeah. to get yeah, so you see, the yeah. next time you will see us, or donkey kicked in the chest. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, do you want to talk about Redemption yeah. the Redemption season two? Trailer? Oh, my god, this is gonna add another hour. <laughs> all right, yes, all right. Really excited about the trailer. Loved it. Love Hardison. Glad he's back. And as always, him, I like how the his first scene, or no, just the first time we see Hardison in the trailer is him being like, like the most dramatic motherfucker. But it's so awesome. <laughs> like he I mean, it's out. Alden, of course, he's going to make Hardison like, be dramatic. Breaks. Airbags walks away. Yeah, like they're doing like the like they had all this in like a baggy coat <laughs> trying to hide the fact that he got like incredibly ripped for Black Adam, <laughs> but it does not work. It did not work. <laughs> they tried. That's what <laughs> It did not work. He looked like he looked like a puffier version of Metal Man. Uh, and, yes. <laughs> I think we get little Brianna getting on the action there. Oh, Harry, oh, Harry. Harry, that wig. Oh. <laughs> Parker committing arson. <laughs> Why can you say she likes stealing stuff? I love the trailer so much. Oh, and Brianna, possibly be an ace. And the party from the nurse. Nurse in. 
That part scares me. I don't know why. Oh, oh, oh. When Elliot cocks his head like that, you know you're, you're, you're fucked. Like, do that. I'm like, okay, people, be careful, careful. Beat. Yeah. Keep in mind, keep in mind that man is fifty. But I will say, funniest thing was doing this shit. This is my favorite part. <laughs> but he's moving okay. like he's twenty something. Uh. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Get the door. But, but, uh, but yeah, favorite, my favorite part of when that came out, the, one of the stunt guys that Elliot donkey kissed in the chest. Oh, yeah, and he talks about it. Who, uh, there, like, mm-hmm. that. Yeah, okay, so. I just got the notification. Oh, you're cutting out really bad, Alex. Yeah, you're in that. Oh, no. You were cutting out, like, really bad. I have, like, just a little bit of bars. I'm right, sorry. So let's wrap. Let's wrap this up finally. So we kind of already did. Yes. Well, all right. Next time you will see us, we are going to be talking almost paradise, <laughs> season one, episode eight, lone wolf. That one just sounds fun. I get to watch it. All right. Right. You'll have to text. You'll have to text me when, like, when you finally when when you get to watch it. Either message the group chat or like text or either the group chat or like text I'll, me. I'll text the group chat. Yeah, because I want to see your reaction. Because <laughs> that's gonna be so much fun. Oh, I can't wait to rewatch. Uh, See your eyes shine in the light of the moon. Okay. I gotta go. I gotta go. Alright, so but the next leverage episode we are gonna be talking about is I believe the twelve step job. So that's gonna be another fun. That's like one of my top favorites. Which means we will be we're four episodes away from finishing season one of Leverage. And we are two episodes away from finishing Almost Paradise. Well, what the hell? I now Paradise. So, yeah, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do after that. Probably wait for Almost Paradise to come back. Probably. So because I'm not doing a third show with you guys. <laughs> That's just too much. Fair enough, fair enough. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that later. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry for the chaos. Not really. We will see y'all next time. Bye, guys. Bye.